0: Start the music for this as well Here, let me find it Gosh darn it Uh, Cool, and I'll
1: keep an eye on the uh, On the chat Oh, look, watch now, there we are
0: Yes Hello, Hello. uh, listeners, (laughs) watchers uh, Welcome to The live stream We're getting something set up here So just give us a quick minute And we'll get this thing going So we're gonna try out some new music today And hopefully we don't get copyrighted
1: Cody, are you are you making some beats for our Twitch
0: stream? No. Yeah, I would if I had if I had the time, I would. But nah, not this time around. Just there. All right, okay. All right, so um, Cody, do you want to go over announcements while I change the title to the stream? Yeah. Again, real quick here.
1: All right, so for those who have been following us on Twitch. Uh, you guys know Tuesday nights, that's when we try and do it. And, uh, you know, last week we changed it up a little bit. I did a stream talking about Hayden Camp as well as Elijah Evans and Jacob Phelps, all in that 1A uh Buena Vista squad. We're kind of back to the quarterbacks. It's, uh, I'll admit, it's a lot of fun breaking down these quarterbacks with Coach V here. But, you know, every Tuesday night, go ahead and follow us on Twitch so that you can watch our live stream here tonight. We will be talking about Shanoa Trujillo and Blake Barnett, two of these class of 24 quarterbacks. Yep, that's right. Uh, um, But in the meantime, if you haven't already, we just wrapped up our Best of the Rest series. Mason, Austin, and I on Monday talked about the Best of the Rest tight ends, We were able to make a rubric between the two of us, him being more the lineman guy, me being the receiver guy, and the hybrid that the tight end position is. They required kind of a conjoint effort on that. So that was a lot of fun to build the rubric, watch through some of our old tight ends to kind of get a judgment of how that was going to go and look at some of the other top tight ends in the state. That wrapped up our best of the rest series. And if you haven't, we went through every single position that we had a top five senior list for and did the best of the rest, which is the seniors that didn't quite make the top five, but we're still in the conversation and there are still plenty of players to talk about. If you want your film broken down like our best of the rest, or even some of our request episodes that are going to be coming out on Mondays and Wednesdays, please go to the link tree in any of our socials. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and go ahead and fill out that Google request form. I know some of my uh, team full gorilla guys from over the weekend filled out some responses as well. So I'm excited to watch some of their films. So that's going to be Mondays and Wednesdays. And very importantly, you know, we are also covering women's flag football on the NAIA level with the KCAC conference as well as the Sun conference. And that has been very exciting for us to kind of do power rankings on and watch the games. There was a couple of games on. Was that that wasn't Saturday, wasn't it, Simon?
0: It um, was Saturday. But it, what do you It was what? Saturday. Yeah, this last weekend, yes. Yeah,
1: yeah, this last weekend. It, it, it didn't feel like a real Saturday, but anyways, um, there were some games on from Saturday that we're going to take into consideration when doing power rankings this next week. There is going to be uh, at least one team who moves. Won't specify which direction, but there will be movement in our power rankings, and you know, there's there's still some to come. So we always look forward to those power rankings every week. Coach V has been doing a great job on our Friday prime slot of catching everyone up on women's black football. So make sure to tune into that as, you know, we start uh, getting deeper and deeper into the season and these wins and losses start mattering a lot as far as conference standings go and uh, what that national tournament will look like. I don't think I'm missing anything. This Twitch stream, if you aren't watching it live right now, you're probably listening to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, or we're posting our Twitch streams to YouTube as well. Also, tune into our TikTok for more and more content. Did I miss anything?
0: Boom. Uh, No, I mean, hey, with Women's Flag Football, we're also doing end-of-the-year awards. Our hope is that um, we make it a big old thing. I put out a watch list of players to look out for, so if you're not familiar with women's flag football, the least you could do is look up these uh, young athletes' names and follow them, because they are balling out. I'm talking Madison Carrera, Jasmine Roden, Kennedy Foster. Uh, we have a lot of great freshmen that are turning up as well. Caroline Simpson, shout out to St. Mary's. Uh, <coughs> Shoot, how come I can't think of any more? Abby Orsberg, you know, uh, they, they're, all, they're all doing great, you know, and so we're going to put out a watch list pretty much every week here, and we are going to figure out a way to, you know, make this thing a little bit more official. Cody and I will obviously vote on it. Most likely that might be a live stream that we'll do those end of the year awards just so, you know, we, we can have a, some fun with it and whatnot. We'll give away MVPs, Opoy, oh Depoy, uh, Freshman of the Year, and so those will be our awards there. We'll probably also release an All-Playmaker list, um so there you go there but on the awards we're hoping to have you the fans vote on those and then also we are hoping to have maybe a coach or a rep from each school one of each of the NEIA schools vote on some of these awards as well so that we get uh you know we get we get some recognition from everyone around the country but that is turning up as we are entering the second half of the season and oh boy at this point i mean there's like five ish teams that are battling for dominance right here Uh, a couple of them taking a very good spot forward here but that is exciting so if you want to follow that go for it that is the future of football so i mean you might as well why not you know but uh yeah, no, I think that's it, Cody. Um, you know, thank you for holding it down the last couple of weeks, <laughs> if I like with the live yeah, stream.
1: Nice Coach B, it's good to have you back.
0: Yeah, it's good to be back. You know, I got faded up, got the beard fixed up so I don't look all raggedy. I feel like on every live stream uh, we've done so far, I've looked raggedy. So you it's a... feel a little
1: self-conscious here.
0: Though. No, no, you look good, you look good. It's cleaned up, you know. <laughs> I had to pull out my best Sean McVeigh uh Slash, uh, um, well, I forgot the Cardinals coach, but his name, uh, you know, get make sure I'm good on um, good there, yeah, Kingsbury. See, it's probably a problem when you don't know their names, but, anyways, let's go ahead and hop into this live stream, man. We got two quarterbacks here. Um, I'm gonna throw this out there right now, these two quarterbacks maybe the first quarterbacks that we as a podcast, you know, we as PMC fam get to cover all four years of high school because both of these guys started their freshman year and so we followed them throughout all their freshman year we followed them throughout all their sophomore year unless things change we should follow them throughout their uh, junior and senior seasons and then maybe even college as well and so there's a lot of good things to talk about here Uh, with these two players we're familiar with them we've seen both of them throw uh this off season in uh seven on seven comp so that's good as well. So we'll, we'll go off some of that. I don't think we have too much film. I know we have some from Genoa from our Ducks tryouts. Um, I, I don't know if I'm going to go dig through that and find it yet. And then Blake Barnett, we saw him, was it two weeks ago? Against weeks ago, the Ducks? I think with uh,
1: Warrior versus Ducks.
0: Mm-hmm. And so we got, to see, uh, we got to see a lot of uh, him uh, just throwing the ball, which as you'll uh, find out later is actually kind of a big deal. But... Before we hop in, last year we did do an episode with two of these players, and not just the two of these players, but we also included a handful of other guys on this list as well. Uh, the episode is Playmakers Corner, episode 26. We're talking about underclass quarterbacks, and this was actually a pretty stacked episode. Not only did we talk about Janelle Trujillo and Blake Barnett, but we also included Isaac Cisneros, which Cody, you did a film breakdown of him two weeks ago uh, on a live stream, so go check that out. He did it thing with kennedy um put up massive numbers in his third year right yeah this last year in his third year you know uh third year as a starter too by the way and so he did his thing there and then we also talked about brayden dorman who just commit or not just committed but he committed to arizona a couple a couple weeks ago so congrats to him you know i know we've um i I think we've congratulated him in person as well or at least y'all have uh, so there there you go there and so this was a pretty stacked episode. we had a lot of film breakdowns here and it was a good deal so go ahead and check it out there's a lot of insight in this and so we're kind of coming back to some of these players and we're looking back at our old film breakdowns and then we are also uh, i'm mean, gonna break down their film from this last season as well Dorman is probably the only guy we won't break down this year i'm just gonna be honest with you There is no reason really to break it down. Uh, He will make our top five seat
1: talking about him in our top five
0: Yeah, yeah, he will make our top five senior class quarterback list, and he will probably be top three. And so we will do a breakdown of him then, because I'm sure that's something people want as well. Uh, But he he is the real deal, though. So there you go. But let's kind of hop into this i want to let's start with janoa here uh janoa quarterback out of Greeley central like i said like we said class of 2024 so he's a sophomore now going to become a junior next year let's start with what we said and so cody i'm just i have a list of things that we talked about in that episode and some quotes here and then i'll let you react to it sound good
1: yeah hit me with it
0: all right so last year as you know, what your hero listed at 5'11", 165. one sixty five. Let's start with strikes here. So, um, well, actually, no. Let's let's start with the areas of improvement because that's actually what we started with on the episode. And so, just the general said needed to work on just getting stronger. Um, just needed to work on just getting stronger, improving his frame. Um, I said he kind of throws his whole body into some throws downfield. That is an actual quote I said. And then, Cody, you said engaging your whole body is different from throwing your whole body. So <laughs> so there you go.
1: He shot putting the ball down the field. I remember watching that. So I. I'm eager to see the difference. He's a lot bigger now uh, than 165, so I assume absolutely like, I the change in size. But yeah, that, I I remember saying that actually in watching the film, being like, oh, bro.
0: Relax. Yeah, but it, it was fair. I think he would agree. You know, it's not yeah. like he did. Obviously, he worked on it, so you know, he obviously felt like had something to work on. So there you go. Um, and then I said he should scramble a little bit more. In my opinion, I felt like. Um, you know, he third times he was definitely a little conservative with the decision-making. I wanted him to uh, get back to his former glory. Well, I don't know about former glory, but, like, you know, get back to the way he played back when I first, um, you know, discovered him back in middle school, seeing him do his thing, go undefeated with that tough Heath squad that, in, in hindsight, you know, just throwing this out there, they beat Fort Morgan, which, obviously, if you followed Colorado football, they won state this last year. They beat Windsor. Um, They beat, uh, I'm sure, other Greeley teams as well, and so it's not like he hasn't played some of these uh, tougher guys out here before uh, starting as a high schooler, and so I said, you know, I just want to see him improvise a little bit more. That's that's an actual quote. After that, we both said we'd like to see him hit the weight room. W- or not the weight room. But, yeah, the weight room. We said we would like to see him hit the film room and just read defenses better. Um, we mentioned how he didn't seem as confident as we know he is. And so, you know, film, that always helps you become more confident. Cody, you mentioned his footwork. You said he really needs to work on that. You said, uh, word for word, his footwork is kind of all over the place. So, there you go. And agreed. You know, I uh, definitely needed a little bit of cleaning up. And then this is su- th- this is this isn't really an area of improvement. This is more of a note. But we said he didn't have the most film to work with, as he really only had three games his freshman year. Yeah, three or four. He was splitting snaps, so it felt like three games. And just throw this out there: those games were against the state champs in Loveland, <laughs> Windsor. And then Monarch, who had a good quarterback at the time. And then Skyline, who, you know, we have both acknowledged were probably the biggest snub of the playoffs in that 2020 season. And so that was where of his four games. Other than that, you know, Greeley Central, they had some COVID issues and stuff like, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, we talked about how it would take a lot to change the culture of the program. And then, Cody, I, I have to throw this out there because we definitely laughed after you said this, which may or may not have been received well but cody you said this program is at rock bottom and so go give it your all and then right after that you said geez i'm kind of going in on Greeley central even though i didn't mean to but it's the truth <laughs> so anyways
1: we're, we're here we're here to help people and and sometimes the best way you can help people is honesty. honesty and yes i i can say that this team while it's maybe not reflected as they're in their records so much, their score margins were significantly better this year. They were way more competitive in more games. Absolutely. There was improvement from last season to this season. And, you know, while that can be said for the Greedy Central program, I think that it goes without saying that it was very obvious for Genoa as well.
0: Yes. So there you go. You know, that's what we said about areas of improvements. Uh, strengths, Cody, you said... Uh, This is your quote here. You said the ball gets down there regardless of how it looks. Um, So there you go. So the arm power potential there excites me is what you said. Um, You also said you like how he could throw on the run. He does that really well, especially near uh, the boundaries and whatnot. Like he makes a lot of nice throws uh, close to the sideline and whatnot. Said he could squeeze it into a couple tight windows. We saw plenty of that. Uh, you love that he could throw those comeback routes consistently as a freshman. Looked like a go-to route there, which you absolutely love. And then this is more of a suggestion than anything, but you said Greeley Central should look into running a hurry-up. Once they get into rhythm, he could definitely complete eight passes in a row and get them going.
1: Well, that didn't happen. but
0: We will talk more about that. We'll it'll show on the <laughs> film. And then I, I honestly talked more about um what i know about him i said he's just a tougher kid you know the type of guy you want in a locker room the type of guy you want at quarterback the type of guy you want as a leader he's that dude you know um i did say this this was my quote here and i honestly still stand by it watched a lot of football this last uh season so just keep that in mind but i definitely stand by this when i said he's one of the toughest mentally football players that I've ever seen in my entire life as in you know he's the comeback kid he's the type of kid that you know you want the ball in his hands if you have to score a touchdown and win because he'll find a way to get it done you know he's not easily rattled and so all just a great leader if anybody could do it and turn around this Greeley Central program it'd be him you know all that being said Cody what do you have to say about uh our breakdown of Genoa here before we hop into the film and uh, stats and all that
1: Well, I I think it was honest, and I think something that we took into consideration was also where this program was, and something that we'll continue to take into consideration with with most quarterbacks. You know, it's hard to turn around a program, and these two quarterbacks that we're talking about tonight are in very different places program-wise. You have, you know, one of the most elite uh, 3A programs of all time who then transitioned to the 4A level and found immediate success, which is exciting and in part to their quarterback, obviously. More on that later. Versus Greeley Central, that they're fairly removed from uh, the quote-unquote glory days, I guess, of of Greeley Central football. I mean, they got outscored 195 to 32 the his freshman year. Um, I don't know what else to say. Um, that's just kind of where it was at, and so you know, looking at the ratio of which they were outscored. And then just looking that they, were, they weren't they were competitive his freshman year, to, to say the least. But his sophomore year, there are competitive games. There's games where they're in it and they can win the game. And, you know, it's just a couple of missed plays away from them increasing a bit dramatically here. And Simon, so, mean, you mind if I kind of take this and transition into what the Greeley Central season kind of looked like before we jump into Genoa stats and whatnot?
0: Yeah, go for it. Talk about it.
1: So I was, I was in Greeley during this 2020 season. Okay. Um, You know, I I was coaching at Greeley West, Greeley West and Greeley Central. Not two very different tales that 2020 season, lots of struggling, lots of COVID issues. And, you know, just uh, like disgruntlement, I'd say within the programs, but you know, this, this season, you could tell that they gave Genoa a little bit more. They also had Chino there in the backfield. They had, Uh, top five, I think our number one rated senior guard actually in Leon Ramirez. So easily
0: the number one guard. Yeah, easily.
1: So those shots of talent uh, went a long way. And you look at their very first game, it's at home and it's to Niwot and they lose 21 to 14. That's a very competitive game against a Niwot Niwot team that had a history of having quarterbacks, you know, kind of at their disposal and, you know, being a competitive team in this northern area. Then, you know, they struggle against this Northridge team that was the cream of the crop when it came to Greeley. But then Mountain View, you know, 23-9, that's not that far of a game compared to how you were looking at them last year. Uh, Brighton, they're able to put up 16 points on them. I don't know if they would have put up any last year. They get a win this year, which improvements improvement against uh, my old squad there at Greeley West, 32-13. Snapped, I want to say it was like an eight-year streak or something like that of them losing to Greeley West, something to that nature and you know then skyline here this is one of genoa's best games of the season against a very solid skyline squad that did eventually make the playoffs they only lost this game by 11 points and i i'd love to crack open this can of worms we'll see uh skyline highlights but uh I was talking to Simon before the show about watching, you know, a specific game from each quarterback. And I think the skyline one would be a great one because he performed magnificently through for over 300 yards in a shootout style game against a very solid skyline team. And you know, this is the same skyline team the previous year who smacked him up 41 to 12. So that's, you can compare that improvement, obviously lots of players and lots of movement around, but you can compare that movement and in, in some capacity. Then, you know, struggle against a Longmont team who made the playoffs, won a game in the playoffs. Grand Junction Central, this is a game that they honestly could have won 25 to 20. Um, you know, that's that's a one-score game, which is all that you can ask for. Uh, this Loveland team, I mean, they held them to less points and they scored more points. Uh, that's all I'll dive into really about that. And then Monarch, I mean, only losing by nine, you know, versus by like 30-something the previous year. So, this is change in the most incremental way, which is the, you know, as a football player who wants to compete, is the worst kind of change to deal with. But you can see so many improvements in Greeley Central's performance this year. While it does take a whole team, it does also take a quarterback to help you win games and to compete in games. So, you know, I just wanted to kind of talk about their schedules and break that down a little bit and note that. While 0-4-1-9 doesn't look like that big of a jump, it's a lot bigger than it looks. Um, I, I think that's all I kind of have to say about the season. Simon, if you have anything else to chime in on that, go for it. But other than that, it's, it's also a good time to maybe compare his stats from last year to this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't have too much more to say about what you just said there. I mean, look, they, they improved. They won a game, a, a big one, by the way, that literally shook the foundations of the Greeley West program to its core. So I'm just going to throw that out there. You know, there are some things we know there. So that was a huge dub. We were present there. You know, we got to meet Genoa, Gino, Leon, Alden, boys, you know, um, my, my guy Juan as well. Shout out to Coach Juan out there, you know, and so that was a good time. And so that that's a huge dub, you know, like you said. Basically, haven't beat West in over a decade, and even then, like they beat West by two points about 10 years ago. And so, this is this was actually the biggest margin of victory in over 10 years. And they played basically every year, like you know, since uh, because they're cross town rivals. And so, that's a big deal, you know. They didn't just beat them by a couple of points, they blew them out, you know, it was over by the fourth quarter, very much so. And so, I got to give them props for that. Uh, definitely had a couple games here that you should have won here. Uh, that first one against Naiwa, I mean, that was super promising and whatnot. Uh, obviously, you have a couple versus Monarch, Grand Junction Central, you know. As you get older as a quarterback, because you got to keep in mind this is his second year as a starter, his first four year starting, because uh, I don't know if you could really count that COVID year where he played three or four games. I mean... That's a pretty good job, you know, for a Greeley Central program that we know is rebuilding. Let's just keep it real. So, uh, yeah, not too much to say there. I mean, improvement's improvement. We talked about how it's going to take a lot to change the culture. Can't just be know out here doing everything. But he did recommend him also surrounding himself with players that want to succeed that are success minded you know we mentioned anthony Tokini and uh, his boys over there and that's what he did i think i feel like he really you know um took that to heart and you know leon ramirez and chino those guys are great dudes honestly great role models and i couldn't think of anybody better honestly to to have on your side and you know to learn from uh because they were both seniors and he was still an underclassman and so that those are big deals and so I just want to shout out those guys uh over there and you know what they did and accomplished as a program this season. Um uh, huge props to them. But go ahead uh, go ahead and talk about his stats obviously from last year compared to this year. I I mean look, it's going to be different because we're looking at like three or four games from last year compared to a whole season this year, right?
1: Yeah. Well, it's reading between the numbers, right? You know, like Like you said, there are three games played, 296 yards, which he eclipsed that in a single performance this year. Um, Two touchdowns and three interceptions, right? Pretty straightforward. It's almost like a single game stats if he was throwing the ball a lot in this single game from last year, his freshman year. This year, first off, the positive TD to INT ratio, that's a big takeaway here. Two touchdowns and three interceptions. Jumped up to eight touchdowns to seven interceptions. This was in a suffocatingly run heavy program. And I mean, they did have uh, a big bad back over there in Chino, but you know, this is a running football team. So that is something to also keep in mind. Increased his yards per game by nearly 20, you know, it's like a, a 16 yard jump. So that's pretty good. Increased his average yard per completion by two whole yards. That is money, honestly. And, uh, you know, it took a little dip in completion percentage, but given the sample size of the freshman year, I'm not putting as much stock into that. But the the big thing is the improvement of the TD to INT ratio and the yards per completion. Um, And he's doing it on the same amount of completions per game, mind you. So that just shows you that the workload per game is very similar um, as kind of what he was looking at his freshman year. So he's not doing it on a lot of attempts. And we we've had some run-ins with quarterbacks who just don't get a lot of attempts and it sucks, but that's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. But he did make the most out of his completions this year and his attempts. I mean, he only had 191 attempts on the year. That's, that's really not all that much. Uh, especially when you consider that Chino by himself had 138 carries. So they're, their total running attempts was 285. So they ran it a hundred more times than they passed it, which is something interesting to just kind of keep in mind. And this wasn't a team that was playing with a lead a whole lot throughout the season. So there's that. Uh, Simon, what are your raw reactions to, to some of these fast stats flying at you?
0: Yeah, so near the end of the season, I definitely noticed this because we, you know, do those weekly recaps and whatnot. Uh, they defi- definitely looked like they passed more near the back end, so they trusted him more and they passed more. I know against Grand Junction Central, Monarch, I remember seeing a bit more pass attempts there, which, you know, uh, showed that they were trusting him a little bit more or just, you know, maybe they don't care and they're just trying to open it up, uh, see what they have, you know. And so... I mean, that happened, so I just want to acknowledge that. And then also with the interceptions, I mean, like you said, there are plenty of times they were not leading, you know, this season. And so, you know, there are moments where, you know, you can't get a bit reckless with the ball, um, like try to throw it up there and make something happen out of nothing. And so I'm sure there are some, like, Hail Mary type of picks or whatever that are like, yeah.
1: Just trying to make a play. Kind
0: of yeah, yeah, just, which, like, trying to you know, get something for- going.
1: For quarterbacks who are competing for a state championship, that matters a lot more than a, a program that's plagued by uh, by margins.
0: So. Yes. So, there you go. I mean, nothing else uh, really to add on. Do you have anything else, Cody? Or should we uh, hop into this?
1: Let's watch the film.
0: I bet. Uh, so, here we go. Sophomore year highlights. It says midseason. I don't know what's up with that. We could always look at uh, <laughs> well we, we could always uh, you know look at some of these other games individually like, like you said as well. But let's uh, let's react to this, man. Let's react to this. So zero, 00 Cody, are you ready?
1: I'm gonna do the countdown. Three, two, one, play.
0: Boom. Ready? No, I yes. didn't click it.
1: We thought we'd be here. Alright.
0: 185. I could confirm, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, he put on a lot of weight, which is yeah. what we kind of asked him to do. Ooh, oh, nice. nice.
0: Way to step up, and good dot. Yeah, that buddy. was a, on the money, that too. That
1: was sweet. This Dude, receiver this better take gone. it to the house, or Cody is going to have a heart attack.
0: Ah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Assuming the worst already.
1: Nice. snap. All right, a little bit of a...
0: Hey, the, okay. Get out there. Is this against West? I see the gold helmets. Well, this I could be anybody, so. honestly. It
1: could be Monarch
0: too. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the entire what happened? happened. Okay, what here, here. let's let's go back a little bit here. Okay. I don't know what. I'm at forty three seconds.
1: Bright. I think this is Brighton. Yeah. Well, is this I was at forty five. I think it's Brighton. Okay. the silver helmets.
0: It's I'm a Grand Junction. Go ahead.
1: Or, or Grand Junction. Yeah. But that's true. But I, I haven't paused at 45, and there is four players in Genoa's face. There are only two people blocking, and I think one of them is Leon.
0: Well, yeah. this I'm pretty sure this is Leon right here. Because so, <laughs> he's in the he four
1: people in his face. But this is not a screenplay.
0: How None many of you have one, are two, even three, developed five, yet. Five, they're blitzing six, and they picked up two. Jesus.
1: <laughs> well, okay, that was disrespectful. So.
0: No, I'm not, but that's what's happening on the film. They're blitzing six, and they picked up two.
1: Yeah, that's just how it is. is and look happening? at the routes. The routes are not developed, dude. Not oh, to mention, no. there's, like, no separation happening here. I mean, you have this quarterback, uh, the, the slot corner, um, who looks like he's going to fall, you know? But other than that, this is a bad look. Genoa still somehow... Oh my gosh, I need to
0: see how he throws his ball. This yeah, me insane. too. We, we, okay, he sets, throws. Yeah, he sets
1: throws and throws. This is
0: classic. A little bit too wide of a base, but that's okay.
1: He did not have time to really... It,
0: that's it's on almost off his
1: back foot. But his arm power here is very well displayed. And great play here. A little bit of push receiver.
0: off from the receiver, but screw it gotta make a play i said
1: great play here by the way
0: <laughs> no this is pretty okay, so good this
1: is exactly what we're talking about with what's happening um oh my god i i told you that arm power had potential and what look at it right here this is an absolute dime with pressure all up in his grill
0: yes this is a almost effortless type of throw too on the money as well so, yeah, good stuff. All right, I'm at 48 seconds. There.
1: Hey, whenever you're ready,
0: three, two, one, go. Okay. Um, good catch, though. Good catch, way to get separation as well. Is this is This is a cover one type of look? Oh, never mind. They rotated over.
1: Boom! Nice dodge over wide. the top. Good timing. All right, so this is the offense that they ran most of the year here.
0: Option. Nice. Good decision.
1: Way to be aware of the defense there.
0: That's tough.
1: All right. All right. Hits this little out route. Ain't no problem with that. Oh, wow. Is this
0: Chino right here?
1: It might be (laughs) Chino. I was
0: about to say, I think you came from the running back spot.
1: I love these shotgun looks though.
0: Yeah, so they sh- like I said, they showed the potential to run this.
1: I like nice this little uh should be power too.
0: I mean, I like that they're running him because I mean, it's not like he's not athletic at all. Yeah. So, you know, get some get your yards, right? Good job going through the As a little inside. Yeah. Push it
1: outside. But that's all right.
0: All right. So,
1: uh, this are on the run goes. That's a nice throw.
0: That's a
1: sweet throw. Yep. All right, rolling out right. That was a rollout to the left, too. hmm Directing oh, traffic. Waiting, waiting for that. Nice!
0: Oh, my God. Here, let's go back. Let's go back just a little bit here. Yeah,
1: I, I, I'm afraid that maybe uh, the receiver
0: team will catch this. I'm at 220 here. I'm just trying to see if he caught it or not because it looked like it was on the money. It but, was
1: on the money at 222.
0: I Okay. Well, I can't tell, to be honest with you.
1: Or it at least hits this receiver in the chest. Uh, this is not bad coverage, and this is a very no. arm power throw here.
0: Way um, to keep your eyes downfield.
1: He's on the run. Nobody... Like, look at all these other pass catchers that are just blanketed.
0: Like... I mean, maybe you could hit this guy right here if you're on time, but... You might need a set-and-throw and really uh, rip that, to be honest. Uh, I mean, yes. Yeah. Well, okay, I don't know. He angled up all of a sudden. Not bad. I'm at 223, by the way. Okay, hold up. Cody. Okay. okay. Three, two, one, go. This is against Greeley West. Oh, flea flicker.
1: Oh, yeah, I remember this.
0: Banger. This was a big play, too, in the game. He got hyped. Feel that. I think that
1: might have been the dagger. Yeah.
0: I remember, right? oh. Nice. So that I'm was to a wheel route. Yeah.
1: Backside, too. Yep. Oh my gosh, look at the immediate pressure again oh. against one I think. Oh. Did really he back in the this? pocket? Yep. Yep. Nice. I think there's a holding call on that, though. So I think it really right. Kind of. Kind of weird that he drifted back. I think he could have stepped up.
0: Oh that was still on the money. This belt. is a nice throw. Yeah. This is
1: a nice throw.
0: Oh, I think I see where he's going. Yep, there you go. Nice. These out routes. A lot man. of
1: these are are one read. I will say that. Just just a little bit ahead of schedule.
0: Yeah. When you have the pressure, I mean, you gotta hit the open. Yeah, because you can't take well, this
1: out. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying it's necessarily a bad thing. I'm just saying for decision making in the future that we we yeah.
0: oh, if you don't have time. Not bad. Okay. One v one. Okay. Roll out right. What a surprise.
1: Oh, okay, that's a pretty nice throw.
0: Yeah, I if, like that
1: throw. If, a if he waited on it, watch
0: that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was about to say if he waited a little bit on this because he had a little bit of time. Uh, this little, there's a hold up. Where is it?
1: Are you talking about this crossing route over the middle?
0: Wait, uh, give give me a marker like to be at where the
1: D six is uh, three fifty
0: nine. No, I'm looking at so. You have your guy on the right side... Oh, here, let me move it over on the screen here. Just a little bit. Okay, so you have your receiver on the far right side. It's a second guy up here that's kind of by the logo.
1: I see what you're talking about. That's on the eye of Mm -hmm. the
0: stadium. And this safety is definitely not paying attention. Because he flares wide open. He goes to this guy, which is the wrong play, uh, by the way, if you're playing safety. So congrats. Uh, you didn't. You got lucky. You got lucky because he definitely could have ripped this to him right here because it's one to one, and this is just an arm power well, throw. Yeah,
1: because he's he's not even throwing it by three fifty nine, and the safety is already coming up, and he's like, it looks like he's pointing at this seam route. Um,
0: yeah, maybe. Okay, maybe a pump list, right? pull that safety because that's probably why he's coming down because he's throwing it right here at 359 but well, pump list the and then your
1: eyes here and then hit him over
0: the top yeah because that could this have been a touchdown least,
1: this is probably the least open route that he throws yeah. <laughs> yeah um but but watch the throw he makes it
0: No, yeah, it's a good it's throw a,
1: this is a tough throw Look how close this guy is to the boundary. He has to float it over this oh, linebacker, but he can't push it too far upfield because the safety did come down. So, not not a fan of the decision per se, but a big <laughs> fan of the throw itself. Yeah, um, very accurate okay. throw, very well timed throw.
0: Um, yeah. Cool. Right, I'm at 401. We're almost at the end here.
1: Yeah, that's I, and I also
0: have this guy alright
1: yep
0: 3 2 one, go I mean that accuracy on the boundaries nice job
1: un- oh nice just being but tough is in the, the only pocket place where, the, where the receiver kid
0: mm-hmm.
1: where he wouldn't kill his receiver so yep. as a former receiver I salute that
0: oh Loveland red yeah, zone we- against Loveland too
1: I don't think Ian Loomis
0: is in on this. Uh, I, there wasn't anywhere to go
1: there. Yeah, that was tough. Can um, we jump over
0: to the Skyline film? Yeah, here. Let me uh, pull that up here real quick.
1: Okay, so
0: link. Uh, he's definitely... Look, I mean, he's not, he's not a small quarterback by any machines. When we met him, he was pretty built. You know, he's he's, he's at that 5'11", 185. Definitely could believe that. Probably a little bit more of a Baker Mayfield, a Sam Howell build. Wouldn't you agree, though, Cody? Maybe it Russell is Wilson. A
1: great comparison for, for the build he's at. Yeah, because um, he's just he's pretty stout. Um,
0: yeah, and that's but good.
1: That's, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah.
0: No. All right, I'm at zero zero at the Skyline film here.
1: Here, let me pump it up to full screen. Here, we'll see some of the same plays, audience. But uh, this was his best game of the season actually before before we hit play on this, let me explain why we're watching this game. Uh, First off, it was his second highest rated game as far as QBR goes, but the important thing here is that he goes 19-34 for 55% completion, or we'll call it 56% completion, which was his highest completion percentage all season. He threw three touchdowns this game, which was his highest touchdowns in one game. And he threw for 318 yards in this game, which was also his highest yards in this game. And I mean, look, like I like I mentioned earlier, this is a program that did make the playoffs. Um, and yeah, they, they were a very competitive squad this past year, the Skyline squad, that is. And to see this performance, no interceptions, mind you as well. So best in terms of that. And just, you know, a game where they were competitive and, you know, even at one point, I mean, at one point the score was 17 to 15, right? So they they hung in tight, kind of fizzled out a little bit in the fourth quarter, but, you know, I I think that there's a lot to be happy with from this game. And this is a game that Caden Box also played too, who is, you know, one of the, you know, I'd say, one of the players that we're keeping an eye on this upcoming season, and he has a powerful arm. So this was this was a bit of a duel. Granted, you know, Skyline also had a is it Drews? Is that how you say that Skyline running
0: back's name? Drews.
1: Um, yeah, Win Drews. Mm-hmm. And uh, what a football name, by the way. And, yeah. and he had an incredible game too. So you know, these are things to consider. But this is a great game against a great team. Is is why I really plucked this one.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. All right, well, let's hop into it. Uh, three, two, one, go. Okay,
1: little leak route here. Oh, I don't. I don't hate it. Fine.
0: Someone needs to offer Chino. I. <laughs> I just. I just yeah. gonna throw that out there. God, what a player! What a football player!
1: What Watch this drop
0: back. Oh, this is a. Uh, this rollout. is a
1: rollout. Oh wait, this is the same one, it's just Ooh. a different
0: angle. Oh Actually, no. this is twenty-two. I don't know if that's Chino or not.
1: Okay, flea flicker here. Meets nice. to the top. Great plate is I like when they do stuff like <laughs> this, because it's that like Kansas City Chiefs kind of, you know, like reverse flea flicker. And I think that stuff is super sick. So Yes. San 49er type. Beat. Okay, this different, this angle that a different angle. Just not play
0: from a different angle. Um, well, except the camera. He's,
1: not, <laughs> he's <laughs> not throwing his whole body into it anymore. Um, I think that he can maybe step into throw, but I understand if he's a little shell shocked from the protection or lack thereof.
0: Oh, this one was. Just this is wide. A, just a
1: great ball. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Let's I don't see, do we get the sideline angle on this? Because
1: I wouldn't mind seeing the sideline angle. Okay, sweet. It was definitely October. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the corner okay. was doing there. Um, still in time, though. I mean, even if the corner was yeah. there to contest it, it's not like he was going to intercept it.
1: You could tell that Jano uh, is like, this is taking candy from a baby here.
0: This is was a really good throw right here. Because you had to hit him. Up. Wait the the short though the short though yeah 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 here let me I go mean, back real quick here
1: okay I thought I thought you might want to watch
0: this again yeah so at uh, minute okay, forty six minute forty six I'm I, I just have it stopped here because you see the safety right here he's obviously reading it right because he's facing that way um, I don't know what he's doing but <laughs> I, I assume this might be the other safety maybe the corner he's just playing very far off here. But he definitely has to hit it in this window because you see the linebacker. If you play it a little bit more, this receiver is going to cross. So he's not really covering him. He's playing a zone. And so he needs to throw it right here in rhythm, which he does. And I think he's getting hit while he's throwing this, too. Let me look at this real uh, quick. The
1: running back was put into his lap. and a hit. He steps he, into it, though.
0: Yeah, he definitely takes a licking here, but still delivers it. I mean, that's just straight arm power in tight windows. It's, you know, I mean, And
1: look how much... How much green is around the wide receiver at the point of the catch yeah. you know what i mean like it's not he's super not catching late. it in the safeties you know when the safety has like a shoulder in his ribs he doesn't have to make a crazy tough catch he just has to secure the ball and then protect himself he has time to protect himself this is a quarterback's job to protect your wide receivers uh, especially on these throws over the middle um shout out to colin Virginy for potentially giving me liver and kidney problems in the future but Anyways, this is exactly what you want. <coughs> this is phenomenal timing is is how I'll count this pretty hardcore. And then you know, he gives his receiver enough time to secure the ball on on this catch here.
0: Mm-hmm. Alright, I'm at 150 whenever you're ready.
1: One fifty, hold up. Okay. Three, two, one.
0: This might be a new play for us, which is exciting. Okay. Oh, this is just nope, a different, just angle. different angle. I mean, it looks well, better, too, from this angle. It looks like a real tight yeah. window. So.
1: Okay. Nice. Little That's
0: side good timing. Step. Mm-hmm. Way,
1: to, way to put it in there, too. Yep. This is a heavy blitz, too, it looks like. Uh, they, they only bring five. Great pickup.
0: I, I have a comment to make about their offense later, but we'll get into that when talking about film break, th- or uh, his uh, actual ratings and stuff on a rubric here.
1: Okay, nice rollout. This was that one pass where we think that somebody could have been more open here. Yeah, but if you pumped it. a good pass nonetheless.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, he did have a step on him, so I don't. Bl- it's not like a dangerous play at all. No, you know, well, so it's not a
1: dangerous play, especially when
0: you can make the throw. Yeah, nice.
1: That was sweet.
0: Well, throw on the kind run of off there. Kind of his back foot a little bit,
1: but
0: see a couple more quick hitters here. In this game, which uh
1: dude, if you just run a hurry-up offense with these same completions, oh, it'd I'm be unstoppable. Yeah, I'm telling you,
0: man. You don't need a million yards every play. Five to I ten. Mean, you don't you know? Get the first. When you're in the red zone, you'll find a way to get it done, or you dude, should. If you
1: get four. If you get four yards every play, nice pitch. Wait to hold Jeez. on, to <laughs> Take the hit. He got it.
0: Yeah, we'll watch that. <laughs> or is this is this the play right Will here? We watch that again,
1: or are they gonna redo it? I'm not sure.
0: Nah, we he's gonna take plenty of hits. We could keep it going here. Oh yeah, oh, here we dude, go. He gets crunched. Oh my god! Jeez, that you could have pulled up, you could have pulled up, but that's fine. Whatever, it's a first down for. It is what it is. <laughs> It's the first stab. Well I mean like screw it. No, no, I'm not I'm, you know I'm
1: not because you're right. I'm yeah.
0: You like it though. God. What a player here, Chino. Breaking tackles. Good throw too though. Dropback's a little interesting. Did you see that?
1: Here wait, can we rewatch that? Mm-hmm. Just looking at my rubric. Okay. Oh, I think his Okay. His dropback is pretty inconsistent through all of this film.
0: Okay. It's playing in that he... right now, but go ahead. Oh.
1: Well, I, I was just gonna say, a lot of the time, his feet kind of cross in like the how should I say this? In the kind of tight way, if that makes sense. Like he's almost like scraping like the top of like his other foot whenever he's crossing across his feet. Here you have a weird kind of shuffle here, but I honestly think that this looks a little bit cleaner than a lot of his other dropbacks, even though it's... His footwork, while improved, still needs work. I don't think he's quite found his footing yet. Uh Haha. Um...
0: Well, also, it's, it's different when you're playing against pressure. As well, look how many people that they have up against this offensive line, by the way. One, two, three, four, five. Because um, something I kind of want to throw out there is that sometimes Greenlee really Central, and I observe this uh, I observe this when they play Pooter in their scrimmage in the preseason. When they're lining up all bunched up like that, like in that wing tee, like triple option type of look, I mean, teams are going to have to stack the box against you. So if they're playing the run then you're going to have more than five guys going up against your five linemen. You know what I'm saying, Cody? Like, you're going to have at least two guys who are playing contain, and then you might have three guys up the middle, maybe even four. And so you're looking at half the defense being thrown at him low-key because of some of the schemes he's at. So whenever he drops back in that little, like, bunch, uh, triple option type of look, i mean i don't know if you gotta put a lot of trust in your five linemen to pick up an already stacked like look you know and so i would rather have him be in shotgun four wide and then just go from there you know because there's no reason to like stack the box and put more pass rushers in your own face right in your offense's own face There's no reason for that. So if you go four wide, go shotgun, then you're spreading out the defense. They can't have all those linebackers bunched up like that. And honestly, uh, look, this isn't any disrespect, but I don't think Greeley Central's line is good enough to hold those blocks with that many players coming at them. Uh, All lines would struggle. What?
1: I said under center nonetheless.
0: No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, even Pine Creek, you watch what they did with JoJo. I mean, <laughs> early on in the season, I feel like, and last year especially when they had a down season, they tried to do that, and it just didn't work out, because they were just stacking the box against JoJo, you know, um, and against the run as well, and so you gotta start taking linebackers out of this box here, uh, or you're just gonna keep getting screwed over, because I mean, best case scenario, it's a quick hitter on some of those plays, you can't run deep plays out of that formation, though, you just can't, you know, um... And if you are, you're probably rolling the dice a little bit. So I'm just going to throw that out there. So that's probably why his drop back is a little weird. When we watched him in sevens at those Ducks tryouts, I mean, he looked fine. It
1: looked it looks better at the 7v7.
0: Yeah, and that's obviously with no pressure. So that's, yeah. I mean, there's differences in 7v7 football. We acknowledge that, you know. But also, if he has a clean pocket, maybe it wouldn't look like that all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but... All right, uh, here. I'm going to replay his sophomore year highlights for the viewers as we go that ahead and grade. I'm
1: playing in the background as I uh, finish my grades here.
0: Because I'm pretty sure of where I'm at, honestly. Yeah. Uh.
1: My oh God! Electric. It just popped my back so hard that I coughed.
0: Wow! Jeez okay, you... Louise! So just give us oh. a minute as we go through all of these, uh, and then uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get this thing yeah, going. Yeah, Simon,
1: waiting until the last second to do all of his grades. Here, let me let me put the formula in here for you. That way you don't have to do that. <sighs> don't, don't say I never, I never did nothing for you. Oh, I will. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, this is the first time that I've been
0: reset
1: on my grades here.
0: Some of these grades, I'm just going to throw out there. I'm not like. Like, it's not entirely his fault, and I. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it. Like, I don't know how much better he could have done, honestly. Um. Oh, I was getting. Okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. That is a typo. Okay. So. All right. Let's
1: take a look here.
0: Let's start with arm power.
1: We're we're pretty close on a lot of these.
0: Yeah. uh, Let's talk this through. Here, do you want to talk through our process real quick here uh, when it comes to grading?
1: The, the rubrics here yes um, so I mean you can hear us talk about it a little bit while we're breaking down the film obviously with you know that was good arm power good accuracy good timing anything any little things that we make comments on that's good to keep mental stock of for how we're gonna grade it later our 10 categories well we have 10 categories I should clarify scored 1 through 10 the one through three meaning that it needs improvement and it should be a priority this is uh, this could get you benched pretty easily. Um, or, you know, this, this skill could hold you back entirely. Uh, four to six is average. Uh, the skills, you know, below average on a bad day, above average on a good day. And, you know, it, it'll work and it'll keep you afloat on high school level, um, but maybe should be an area of a focus for that next level, that college level of football. Seven to eight this is above average to good. This is two to three star talent. Um, you know, they can have a wow play in here every once in a while, or, you know, it's something that is pretty consistent. Eight to nine is good to great. Uh, This is comparable to three to four star talent. This is our wow plays. This is, oh, look at the timing on that throw. Oh, look at the arm power. Look at this, like, we take time to stop and point out, hey, this is a dang good thing that they just did. Nine to 10, very good to elite. This is very hard to get, but this is comparable to a four or five star talent. And, you know, even when it's bad, it's good. Um, and this is this what makes you a top recruit. Um, so we go through 10 categories. I'm just gonna fire them off. Arm power, arm accuracy, timing on throws, overall mechanics, fluidity, decision-making skills, scramble ability, throw on the run ability, pocket awareness, pocket movement, frame. All con- all combine those and out of 100, that's your grade. Simon, I've been yammering on for a second, um, but our arm power scores are nearly identical.
0: Yeah. Do you want to just talk arm power, accuracy, and timing all at once?
1: You know, that makes a lot of sense. I bet that's why they are where they are on the rubric built by yep. uh, Coach V, right? Yes.
0: That's <laughs> like exactly go. why. But go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Our composite score of these three categories is pretty close. Um, you no, know, my arm power, I give them an 8.7, so I think it's very good. It is... It is where I expected it to be, or where I could see it going, I should say, from last year. Like, hey, he can push down the field. Uh, Does he have to try so hard? It's a lot more effortless. I think that came with just more strength and size. He did exactly what we asked of him to do in the offseason. And you saw the immediate improvement. So uh, just take that as a note for anybody who's asking for their film broken down that we're just trying to help you. Uh, Anyways, um, arm accuracy, Simon and I, exact same score, 8.1 uh he's able to dot up defenses you love to see it and then the only big difference here is timing on throws i gave him an eight point point simon gave him a seven and a half simon do you want to talk about you know why you think we saw eye to eye on some of these categories and then maybe where that gap in timing on throws comes from?
0: yeah so let me talk arm power arm accuracy arm power gave him an 8.8 i think it's close to a three star four star guy realistically right now um, and I'm, I'm pretty positive. It can, one day, it might even be a five-star type of deal. I'm very interested to see how, how this offseason goes. If he could get stronger, if, you know, all that great stuff. Cause obviously that'll affect his grade here. But where he's at right now, I feel pretty good about. I'm like, okay, you know, he could definitely play D1 with this arm power here. Um, I mean, yeah. And be, be good yeah. as well. Not just be like, oh, you know, he's like, uh... Matt Castle deal, like, nah, he could probably be a starter somewhere, uh, power-wise. On accuracy, gave him an 8.1, I think this is closer to a three-star rating. It's hard to evaluate, partially, just looking at a season film, just because it's, like, uh, like, there are some interesting offensive plays being called, and the situation he's being put in isn't always the greatest, and so, like... You know, he has, like, all these, like, pass rushers in his face. Even against Greeley West, who they still blew out. Like, it wasn't like they weren't getting any pass rush on him at all. And so that's definitely a little bit concerning. And this is, obviously, this isn't a knock on all his linemen. I mean, Leon, he's a great player and whatnot, but he's also one of five offensive linemen. So I, I don't know what else you want there. And so arm accuracy... This is at an 8.1 more so because of a consistency um, when it comes to throwing the ball. There are some balls he throws a little behind. Some, you know, it could be a little bit crisper, a little bit better here. And so that's more of a consistent thing. I'll talk about how he could improve that later on. I mean, obviously, situationally, it is what it is. Uh, Cody, you gave him an 8.4 for timing. I gave him a 7.5. The 7.5 is more so situationally. Like, I think... I, there, there's rare, it's rarely there are any times where he has like a clean pocket, and so timing could be a little off. Uh, in the few from that we did see, you no, know, he was relatively good, but it wasn't like there were a whole ton of timing throws. And when I talk about timing, I usually take out uh, deep balls because usually unless it's an issue you know if it's an issue i'll call it out but usually i take out deep balls i'm looking at more short medium like can he throw in timing in the red zone is he efficient like you know that type of stuff and so i'm looking at some of that and he does do a lot of good and i also thinking back to seven on seven looking at some of that film as well like you know he was pretty solid with his timing working with some receivers for the first time but granted, I'm just going to throw this out. There There are definitely some timing issues, uh, you know, in that one 7 v 7 session that I saw, which is definitely nitpicky. I'm not even going to cap. It, it is, you know. But if it's there, then it's like, okay, well, you know, if he's at a showcase or if he's trying out for a squad, I mean, it's not like he's going to have, like, you know, receivers that he's going to that he's super familiar with all the time. You got to learn to play with receivers that – you know, are a little bit faster or slower or stronger, whatever, you know. And so your timing as a quarterback has to be relatively good there. And so that's why I gave him a 7.5. This is more consistency more than anything. So, uh, so uh yeah, you know, other than that, we're pretty much lined up. 8.8 arm power for me, 8, 8.1 arm, arm accuracy, 7.5 timing. You gave him 8.7 arm power, same arm accuracy at 8.1, 8.4 timing, you know. So, uh, so there you go. Yeah, I
1: like
0: uh, the flashes. Go oh, ahead. Oh,
1: there is flashes of five-star timing in this film. Oh, I absolutely. Like flashes, <coughs> it's not, like you said, consistency. So I can see the range for that as well. Um, ultimately, not too big of a difference here. Um, no. But, but the flashes are spectacular. You know, no, I it's... Woed. I was woed a little bit. Uh, yeah. And I think that maybe with a system that asks him for more of these, you know, kind of intermediate throws, um, that's where this timing on throws thing can get a little bit flexible too. Uh, These concepts, you know, there are opportunities for timing, but it's not timing reliant. It's not, you know, one one of those deep hits over the middle, you know, posts here and there, you know what I mean? So that's something to also consider.
0: Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. So, there you go. Uh, mechanics, we had a different opinion. You gave him a 5.7. I gave him a 7.7. Uh, look, I'm, I'm going off of more so his 7-on-7 uh, seven seven film because that's like when I got to – that's when we got to see him last uh, throw him mechanically and all that. And he actually had time because there's no pressure really in sevens. You just have to make decisions quickly and all that. And that's on the quarterback, to be honest with you. But watching its timing, man, I mean, even some of his dropbacks, it looked pretty good. You know, I'm not gonna lie. It looked pretty good, it, like not just like you know, uh, dropping back like when he's like 50 yards away from the end zone, but like when he's in the red zone as well. Like it's not rushed or anything. Like it looks pretty good. Motion is pretty great as always. You can definitely see him engaging his body and ripping some of the, just absolutely ripping some of these throws. Cody, I know you did mention a play here in the end zone in that uh, tryout where he absolutely just like. Rips a D one throw here in the end zone yeah. to his receiver. I don't know if the receiver was ready, but he was definitely about to get crunched by two linebackers if he didn't rip it in there. And he did. And so I'm looking at those mechanics, and I'm like, okay, you know, I like it. Like I'm not looking at him. I'm like, okay, he needs to work on all these things mechanically, or he's like unrecruitable. Because that's you know, uh that's where I would be at there. And you know, for a second year quarterback with not the greatest like system around him uh you know all that stuff i think it's pretty good now it's at a 7.7 and not higher and this even is a little bit generous uh because of the film we did see from his regular season you know that stuff that we saw in the off season hopefully it translates i'm sure it will and whatnot but that's what we want to see we want to see some of that translate more over into the off season here even if there is a million guys in your face You know, and so that's why I can't go higher. And so if anything, this is another consistency issue, which isn't entirely his fault, but as a quarterback, you got to control the things you can control. Mechanics, that's one of them. Is that fair, Cody?
1: Yeah, no, consistency is going to be the name of the game with a lot of these ratings just because he wasn't presented with as many opportunities to show consistency. Um, Yes. That's just how it goes. Um, It happens to every single position. It happens to every single position. Even in the best of the rest tight ends, I was like, I can only give you so much with with the sample size I'm given. You know what I mean? So here with the overall mechanics slash fluidity, I think that it's miles above where it was last year. If I had yes. to grade the mechanics from last year, we had a rubric, it would have been tough. It would have been very tough. Uh, it might have been around the, the four area. But, you know, dramatic improvement this year. I think that he ironed a lot of things out. I think that he's still figuring things out. So this is more of a... You know, this is kind of, I think, where his floor is for overall mechanics slash fluidity. He does show glimpses here. Yeah, he does engage his body a lot more when he's throwing. He's not, but not, he's not throwing his whole body, engaging his body uh, a lot more than he was last year. I think that, you know, and and like you said, at those Ducks tryouts, it looked pretty good. And uh, maybe consistency of play calls or something can help iron some of these things out. Uh, I don't really think there's anything wrong with his throwing motion. Uh, that's not where this lies. Uh, a lot of this kind of comes in the footwork kind of area here for his overall mechanics slash fluidity, and just some inconsistencies in this film here. Um, sure, I, I understand the seven point seven from what we saw at Ducks. I'm just not quite ready to throw that on the line quite yet.
0: Yeah, I mean this could definitely fluctuate, you know. So, but I, I, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt, though, you know. Uh, so there you go. Now, pretty, decision we're pretty
1: ma- close here. We're yeah, close.
0: decision making. We're pretty close. I gave him a five. Cody, you gave him a four point six. I'm gonna be real. I don't think this is his problem at all. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna be real. Like I'm not giving him this grade because he makes horrible decisions. You know, I'm giving him this grade because he doesn't make enough decisions. I feel like, uh, you know, his. The coaching staff definitely kind of trusted him down the line to throw the ball more, and that's great, you know. (sighs) But I I just didn't see enough, like, you know, like complicated enough offensive concepts where I was like, oh, yeah, you know, like, you know, he's making a great decision here and there. Now, his heads-up decision-making is pretty good. I mean, honestly, most of the time, if he could just get the ball out and get positive yards— that's really all I could ask for because half the time, really a good majority of the time if he's dropping back and especially from that little triple option formation or whatever they have going on there, like he's not going to have time to go through reads. He's just not, you know. You don't have the personnel to do that first off and especially when you're in that formation. Like I've been saying, you know, it's you have mismatches all over that aren't only talent mismatches but number mismatches as well. So that's an issue, you know. So when it comes to decision making, half the time it's like, okay, I need to get rid of this ball before I get knocked knocked out, or you know, whatever. And he didn't have many fumbles or turnovers and stuff like that, which is pretty good, you know. But like also, I mean, it seemed more like maybe the coaching staff expected him to just be like, yo, hey, if you survive, that's pretty good decision making. <laughs> So survive. Yes, that's it, on, to be honest with you. <laughs> and so I'm not giving him this because, oh, he's a one-read guy. He can't look at reads. Like, you know, when we saw him in the offseason, he was making his reads, and he was making good decisions, you know, for sure. Um, definitely some other questionable ones thrown in there from time to time. But that's also maybe, like, you know, concepts are opening up. And, you know, rest that that could be a million things, you know. So I don't want to rely too much on sevens there when it comes to decision-making because I just haven't seen enough. And so that's why he's at a five here. Cody, would you agree with that evaluation?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm not putting him here because I don't think he can't make reads. I'm putting him here because he was only asked to basically make one read. And that, that is a scheme thing, but it is something that will be reflected here. And uh, I do, you know, uh, I do cut him some slack here for, for the uh, the seven interceptions for sure. A lot of those are playing from behind. I mean, that Brighton game, like, come on. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but know. it is something that to at least consider. Uh, you, you can see that when he was allowed to establish a rhythm, that that was some of his best throwing games. Greeley West a little bit, as well as that Skyline game and get into a rhythm. Like I was saying, that they should have done Run Hurry Up and let him complete eight passes in a row, because I think he can. Uh, what he's asked to do, he does very well at it. Yes. Um, so, uh, this is a little bit on the harsher side, for sure, on my part, but, you know, the the fours kind of ranges, like, they can do what they're asked to do, and unfortunately, that is all that Genoa is being asked to do. Uh, I say unfortunately because I I think he's a guy who can go through three reads.
0: Um, (laughs) I mean, yeah. He's not an idiot, you know? Like, he ran pretty (laughs) complicated. (laughs) This isn't anything towards you. I'm just, I mean, like, personally, like, he's not an idiot. Like, there are concepts that are a little bit more complicated that he ran in middle school uh, compared to high school, personally, you know? At least that I'm looking at. I'm like. I mean, like, I know what he could do, bruh. So, like, open it up a little bit. Uh, plus, also, that fits your personnel, so I don't know what you're doing. Uh, so so there you go, you know. Um, I Sadly, I don't know if this could go up if they keep asking him to run this little wing T triple option run heavy type of thing they have going on. And so I'm just going to throw that out there, and that's nothing he could really control, you know. So there you go. Uh, scramble ability I mean we both we both watched him run his 40yard dash um, sadly he's not Lamar Jackson he's not Kyler Murray he, like he's I said him to be. <laughs> yeah I uh, you know I, I I'm gonna throw this out there a couple of times I'm pretty confident with this comparison but I see a lot of Baker Mayfield and Sam Howell in this game as he's growing and developing that's kind of the quarterback he is high key and so he's not going to burn every anyone but he's mobile enough he's going to be able to manip- manip- I can't talk. manipulate the pocket uh and then you know get short yardage say that again
1: you can play a modern game of football yes because you
0: know, yes i
1: mean rigid quarterbacks are i mean they still exist but every day they start to become more of a thing of the pack. um I should say, and uh, yeah. I think Genoa is capable of running a, a modern offense.
0: And yeah, so I like the rushing therein, attempts.
1: Yeah, therein lies. Th- now, something that I don't really – I, I do not really like the, the rushes for, for negative yards because of the sacks, um, mm-hmm. especially with that line. Uh, so his running numbers are a little bit undersold, I'll say, uh, at least on his max preps, in my opinion. But I would – you know, I, I think that he could probably run for for a couple of touchdowns. That wouldn't hurt his scramble ability. I think that there's opportunities for it, especially in this roll out system. I like the pass first, but uh, I don't know. Um, when you when you have some plays, maybe you know, make make a little miss on a defender or something like that. Yes, yeah, but that's that's being pretty nitpicky. I still gave it a six point two.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is more so just based on athleticism than anything. Uh is definitely there. I mean, like you know. That's that's a good thing. <laughs> Agility is definitely there. Top end speed. I mean, you either have it or you don't. To be honest, if you're playing quarterback, who cares? Win the game, right? So, there you go. Not really a concern. There's plenty of quarterbacks that are at this level and and lower. To be honest with you, right, oh, yeah. Cody? And, okay. And
1: this uh this next category is kind of a nice transition because you know talking about can he run? Hey, you know, uh, yeah can, but not in the enthusiastic, like, oh, you you can watch out for this guy kind of way, which we will have one of those later on this episode. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, speaking of that, I think that he's also a quarterback who can throw on the run. You know, i talking about running that modern offense. We saw a lot of these boots, a lot of these rollout throws. So he was asked to throw on the run quite a bit. And, you know, uh, we have a little bit of a difference here. I put my grade at a 7.3 here. And uh, you're just you're just a point above me. Um, you know, I think it's good. I I think the only thing that's missing is some of the more complicated passing uh, concepts. Like, wh- why did they take away? You know, some of these like come back on the outside routes on the far side of the field. I think that's a great display of a throw on the run, and it just wasn't there. Or you know, there, there weren't there was a couple of plays where I was like, whoa but there wasn't you know, a ton of throw on the run plays that just blew my mind. Uh, you know, I'm looking at maybe like deep corner routes is something that could expand this category. So this is another one of those things where it's like, I, he just doesn't have the samples that I'm necessarily looking for, for a higher grade. This doesn't mean that he can't throw on the run. 7.3 is still a good grade. Uh, a lot of people in, who, who request things don't realize that seven is good. Um, you can play on the next level with seven. Uh, but, Simon, you have him ready closer to that three-star kind of level.
0: Well, yeah, I think when it comes to just raw, the run ability, he's easily a three-star guy. I mean, <laughs> like, he's just easily a three-star guy, you know, and it's because he has to do it a lot. If anything, this is the thing that he kind of does a lot. Now, it's not... Like some of these complicated rats that you talked about, Cody. Which is weird that you know they didn't have some of those. Like they just went away with some of those things. And that's not his. Like that's honestly not his issue. You know, like you can't do anything about that if you're a player. That's on the coaches, to be honest. That's on play calling, to be honest. I don't. I don't want to say all the coaches, but that's on play calling. You know, um, though on the run ability, I think it's up there. I think when he scrambles out, you know, and he doesn't. Like, you know, you could could easily beat the first pass rusher, but if they're bringing in second and third and fourth and fifth, then maybe it gets a little bit much. But if he scrambles out of the pocket, don't get it twisted. He's dangerous, you know. He could rip you apart if his receivers are getting separation and if they're running, you know, complicated enough routes here Um, because you can't get creative with it. But it takes a lot of work. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, this is something that, like, you have to be working on in the off season, and that chemistry with your receivers have to be on point. They have to know what routes they're running first off, and even that, you know, if you could somehow throw in option routes for your receivers, oh my god, this would be di- this whole offense would be different, you know. If all if you had a couple guys running option routes and you're reading a linebacker or a safety and being like, okay, if he does this, I'm running this. If he does this, I'm running this, you know, so that it's not just like, oh, I'm running by route okay, I'm stuck in a zone. Like, you can't do anything about that. Homie's just stuck in a zone. Unless you, like, you, like there's just nothing you could do, which is, oh, my God, it is frustrating. But I definitely believe if he was to go throw for throw with some of the best in the country, not only in his class but in every class, like, this throwing the run ability would be pretty good. And, I mean, this is also a – show off his arm power as well, because he can, like, just rip it into some tight spots, both in the short and medium game. Um, and then, obviously, we know we could, he could throw it deep as well if it's there. So, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with your 7.3 rating. I could see the consistency there, but I, I think this is a solid grade. Uh, keeping it going, though, let's talk about pocket awareness, and movement. might as well talk about it at the same time. We're Basically similar here. I gave him a 7.6 in pocket awareness. Cody, you gave him a 7.7. Uh, pocket movement gave him a four. Uh, you gave him a 5.4. Uh, starting with awareness, I mean, he's, he definitely senses the pressure almost, almost to uh to a fault. You know, because I think there are definitely times where you could tell he's a little giddy. You know, watching him live as well, I felt like there were maybe a couple of times where it was like, okay. There's no pressure there, but you're definitely taking steps or moving away, you know, fading away, too, which I know, like, I I kind of feel like he didn't have that habit of fading away on some of these throws away from pressure, but, shoot, when you're getting hit the way he did, God, I'm thinking of that triple option play where he gets absolutely, like, blasted by that defensive end. Like I said, who could have pulled up, but whatever, first down, you know. Uh, And so... Those habits form, and that's a tough thing. High key, in hindsight, in a couple years, you know, if the line doesn't improve, improve this awareness, um, I think this, this may or may not be the highest it could be, just because it's like, if you're just assuming the pocket's going to collapse all the time.
1: Leslie Richardson type
0: B. Yeah, we're looking at an LR3 type of career, which we talked about on the first film breakdown. Like, okay, well... This is a little bit of a bad habit, but there are definitely things he's doing because he's used to getting hit on every single play, you know, regardless of whether it's good protection or not, just because of that's where his team is at right now, and so I, I'm sure that's where you're at with pocket awareness there. Uh, pocket movement, I'm just going to say, I gave him a lower grade just because, uh, uh, I'm actually okay here. I could give him, here, let me, I, I'm being a little bit too harsh Whoa, here.
1: I'm Pressuring Simon. I'm
0: going up half a point, so it's not a lot. So (laughs) instead of a four, I'm giving him a four point five. this is more so a situation. Yeah, yeah, no, easily. I mean it's basically just reversed almost. But I mean look, I feel like this is more of an opportunities thing. You really don't get to see him work up in the pocket a lot. There are definitely a couple of times and he does a good enough job. But even if his line was to, you know, get better and whatnot, I think maybe his internal clock still might be a little sped up, which, you know, he's maybe not sensing it as well, even if it's a clean pocket and, like, he might be going into pressure. And so, like, there there are definitely flashes here that are concerning to me as a coach and as a scout where I'm like, oh, that might be a habit that they're going to have to break in college, you know. So, there you go. Not, not too much you can do about it now. I know we can move up in the pocket and throw. Better than some even, you know, but there's just not a lot of opportunities. That's why he's right here. Uh, Cody, do you have any dispute with that before we talk about his famous size and then final grade here?
1: No, I mean, you have to sense the pressure when it's there, and he does. Um, especially when six splits and only two get picked up pretty hard to, to miss that, but he does a good job of adapting to the situation he's in. Pocket movement, there's definitely times I think he can step up in the pocket, and like yeah. you said, he drifts from time to time, but uh, this is definitely a, a bit more on the generous projectionish side, you know, uh, which we, we take turns kind of alternating, uh, seeing where that's going to go. Uh, it just happened to land here. Our frame size, it's, it's the same for our scale of quarterbacks. Um, I have it rated at a 7.8. You have yeah, it rated at of eight. It's basically the same, you know, like three-star, you know, high two-star, three-star level, 5'11", 185 pounds. You know, any quarterback that's under, like, 6'2", a lot of people have problems with. Um, but this is not what I think is is holding him back um, from from recruiting. I mean, he's, he's fine. Uh, I'm a big Baker guy, too. So any time you hear uh, Coach Reed throwing out that Baker comparison, I'm like, yeah, I, you know, that that's a good thing from Coach Curry.
0: There you go. Uh, final grade 71.5 for me Cody 69.9 nice uh, for you so pretty pretty close uh, here let's let's keep it 100 real quick. This grade could definitely be higher. Uh, yeah it could definitely be higher. That's really all I gotta say. Uh, the number of categories where it's like yeah we just didn't see this we didn't see this we didn't see this is definitely an alarming looking back. Because he's a good quarterback, I think legitimately this guy is a three-star quarterback. Cody, would you agree? I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm just looking at the mobility, the athleticism. He's put on uh, muscle significantly here. You know, he's gotten stronger. He could rip it into some tough spots. He could throw deep. His improv skills are high key overlooked. You know, I mean, he's a three. He's a solid three-star guy right now to me, even if his rating doesn't show. And so, sadly, part of the reason why his rating is like that is because we're going off the film we have, you know. Um, I mean, if obviously, if we're working this kid out every day for the last couple months, then we'll see some things that will help him out here. And whatnot. But at the end of the day, you still have to make these plays on the football field during football season in the fall. And it's not that he can't make these it's more so you got to be put in a position to make these, you know, and as a quarterback, you know, as a football player, just in general, you know, it's really not your spot as a player to like question coaches and whatnot and be like, hey, you should do this and that. Because that, you know, that comes off as attitude issues and stuff like that, you know, and plus anyways, why would they listen to you? Because they're like, oh, you know, why is this little teenager telling me what to do? I'm 50. I know what I'm doing, you know, and that's fine. You know, but as a player, there's nothing you can control there. And sometimes you just have to accept that. And so, sadly, he's at the 71.5 when he, probably, at least for me, he could definitely be an 80 if he was playing for a team like Rocky Mountain High School who has an Ethan Thompson, one of the best left tackles in the state, an absolute beast and whatnot, who can protect his blind side. You know what I'm saying? And so it would be different in a different situation. Or if he was with Palmer Ridge, you know, it'd be a different situation. Or even, okay, here's another comparison. Cody, maybe you won't pick up on this as much, but Tate Martell from Bishop Gorman, when he was in high school, you know, I see a lot of, I see a little bit of Tate Martell. I think Tate is maybe a little bit more, more athletic, a little bit more elusive, could run uh, a little bit faster, all that stuff. That's fine. But I think as far as playing style goes, uh, looking at height and weight, 5'11", 185, Tate is definitely in that range, you know. If Jano Trujillo was with Bishop Gorman, oh my god. Like, it would be like the second coming of Tate Martell. You know, you would see a lot of similarities there, in my opinion. Um, and that's just what I believe. Like, I know he could ball out. Like, if it wasn't, and honestly, if it wasn't for that 7-on-7 tryout with the Ducks, like, I wouldn't have seen some of this stuff. I'm talking about why I have so much faith in him, you know. Is is that fair to say, Cody? Here, let me put this uh, little rubric here on the live stream so that they could see it. But is that fair to say, Cody? It's
1: valid. Uh, absolutely, you know. Uh, there's only, look, there's only so much that we can do. We can't hand out points for stuff that we don't see. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that we don't believe it. You know, seeing isn't always believing and there's, there's flashes, obviously, but we have to, as objective graders at the end of the day, take consistency into mind. And because, I mean, anybody, look, anybody could have a five-star highlight, right? Sure. But, and this goes for all players, this goes for all players, yeah. anybody could have a five-star highlight, but do they have a five-star drive, do they have a five-star quarter, game, season, champion. You know what I mean? These are all things that we have to consider for every player and, you know, that includes players who are unfortunately stuck in some unforgiving circumstances including Genoa here. Yeah, I I don't really know of of a better (laughs) way of putting that, but I do like seeing some of the improvements. I do kind of get my hopes up a little bit here. Honestly, this Greeley Central team they could have walked away with instead of one and nine, like a, a four and would that be six record? Which is which would be it's pretty know, good, great for the Scrini Central squad. Uh, the unfortunate thing is that the Scrini Central squad this upcoming season is graduating a lot of seniors. Um, yeah, <laughs> including some dogs on offense. But you know there are going to be guys in Genoa's class who are focused and driven like himself, and hopefully improving this off season and uh, gradually climb up and up. Uh, I also think that really central would probably be more competitive in the 3A level. I don't know if they're going to be reclassified um, yeah. on word from that chassis thing, but you know, it, and and that's not necessarily a dock on any player. Look, we've had 3A players, there's potential 1A players that, or there are 1A players who've made our top five senior list and everything like that. And it's just like, but a situation is very important not because they can't handle the other situation, but can the rest of their team handle the other situation? Slash, you know, ineligibility is a problem in yes. schools and people showing up to practice, and you know, ineligibility in both the practices required and the GPA kind of way. You're getting a constant rotation of players. I know because I coached in this said district and had to deal with these said problems. So these are things that we do have to consider for, you know, a, a team like really central and that will, you know, untimely reflect on Genoa, but it doesn't necessarily mean that is it is a reflection of Genoa.
0: Yeah. And it's not it's not to bash them and all that. Look, they were opening it up near the end of the season going into this next season. I, look, I mean, you got to give the keys to your quarterback eventually. He's your starting quarterback for a reason. If you feel like you can't give your keys to your quarterback I don't know what to tell you, and it's not like he's unworthy of that because he definitely is. Watching him like throw and whatnot uh, just a couple months ago, I'm like, oh my god! Imagining what this offense could do if they just let him cook, you know. And so, once again for the second year in a row, I'm saying, hey, let him cook, you know. Hit these quick hitters, spread it out, you know. Work with what you got, you know. Don't give your linemen like bad number situations to work with cuz I know we have been harsh on them but also they have been kind of been given a bad a lot of bad number situations they don't have the advantage in numbers I feel like a lot of the time and that's a coaching thing that's a scheming thing like what are you doing doing bring all these players You're into the box the ball
1: so much that yeah. players are in the box Absolutely Which, you know, they did have Chino but like you know Chino's also going to suffer if the box is packed too so
0: Yes yeah, no, absolutely. And so opening it up I think will go a long way. <sighs> we'll see if they do or not. As of right now, we have talked I'm not a we've talked about, you know, softwares, um, you know, being on our top five senior list, where they stand right now. Obviously, we have broken down Blake Paladino, about to break down Blake Barnett coming up right here soon here. And so we're we're forming, oh, Liam Zarka as well. We haven't broken down his film yet, but we will. You know, he's definitely in the running. And so we're forming a top five senior list right now as we go. You know, as these players progress and get better. And unfortunately, I think know Trujillo, he's more than good enough to potentially be a top three quarterback in the state come senior year, for sure. Now, will the ratings go his way? And, you know, will the program help him out here to get there? I don't know. You gotta
1: look at you gotta look at the volume of our top five senior quarterbacks. Um, they're all given the keys. Yeah. And so are the best of the rest guys.
0: Yeah. So... And he's good enough to have the keys. I'm just I'm gonna put that out there as many times as possible. He's more than good enough. So I don't know, Cody. Is there anything else you want to add on before we move on?
1: Um, I, I guess we'll talk about the uh, quarterback who traumatized me my in my very first coaching experience for a varsity program. We could do that.
0: My bad. I was Coach. muted there. My bad, yeah, I was muted. Oh, okay. I had to I had to cough real quick. <clears throat> I, I,
1: have but this, yeah. I have this film pulled up. Uh, do you want me to introduce this next cat of ours?
0: Uh yeah, go ahead and introduce and then we'll I want us to talk about what we said about him last year as well.
1: Oh right. We do, we do want to do that. Well, as for you know, this quarterback here, Blake Barnett, the Erie quarterback, uh, the leader of the state runner-ups here on the four A level. Uh, by the way, they've been a four A program for two years, and they've already had uh, two incredible seasons with Blake here at the helm. Uh, I believe that he has offers from CU and CSU, and he's been looked at, looked at by Georgia. And I want to say that there's some Ohio State interest, but not 100%. Of it. Um, I'd have to double check. But, uh, you know, we have notes from last year. Uh, if Simon wants to lead that charge. And, you know, I even have some notes from games this year that we can get into or, or from a game this year that was in the playoffs that I watched in its entirety. And, uh, yeah, uh, Simon, if you want to go ahead and catch us up on what we talked about.
0: Yeah, let's talk about it. So last year we talked about Blake Barnett, uh, started as a freshman. Cody, uh, well, here, let's start with strengths here. So, Cody, you said he's an excellent runner. Um, I'm going to throw this quote out there because I think it's uh, something that we need to acknowledge for sure. But you definitely said, and I agreed, uh, but you definitely said that I think he might even be more of a run-first quarterback. You know, we said he had good vision, a great stiff arm. You know, very agile. You see him make a lot of quick cuts, you know, pretty elusive here. And then ultimately, we said he moves well for that 6'1, 200, 210 pound frame. You know, like he's he's pretty elusive, you know. And so that's what we liked a lot about Blake Barnett here. Uh, we also said he has uh, effortless arm power. You know, it's like a flick of the wrist. You yeah, know, we see a lot of flashes of accuracy as well. You we see him making a couple of pretty big, wild wow plays. And so. There's a lot of potential here. Uh, when talking about just arm talent in general, it came off as more like, "Oh, there's a lot of potential. We could see him throwing it downfield great. We could see him throwing with great accuracy. We could see him just throwing so effortlessly. Like, you know, there's a lot to like here. You know, he has a lot of juice on his throws. You know, and so ultimately, he's just a great athlete. Oh, and then we also said, has pretty good awareness." Uh, senses pressure well as a quarterback. Head is always on a swivel. And so with Blake Barnett, I mean, those are the three main things we said about him. I mean, he is just a top-tier athlete when it comes down to it. He's a top-tier athlete, a true dual threat. He could run it. He can definitely throw it. And, you know, he's shown uh, sparks of, you know, being a great passer as well with that awareness. And so there you go there. Fantastic athlete, easily. You know, and I think we also said he might even be one of the better dual threats in the state right now comparing him to other quarterbacks. So so just keep that in mind. Um, but talking areas of improvement, uh, this is what I said against him. If I'm scheming against Blake Barnett, here's what I would do. And then this is the quote I said uh, word for word. I said defensively I would force him to throw the ball and throw the entire house at him. And so basically I said I would force him to throw strikes from the pocket or throw on the run against pressure. You know, I said, uh, <clears throat> you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't just throw coverage out there. You know, I'd see how he reacts against pressure, see if he crumbles or see if he rises to the occasion. And so there you go. Um, Cody, you also said, you know, this was a little separate, you know, in that conversation, but you also said, I don't know how he would react to blitzes when it's not max protect. Um, that's your quote. And then you also said before that, Erie had a lot of max protect type of looks there. So there you go. Uh, And then coming back to me here, I said he plays a bit reactionary. I said there are times he improvises really well because he's a great athlete. But if coaches run different coverages and looks against him, there could be some problems. You know, uh, I definitely had some uh, questions about his ability to read a defense as a passer and whatnot. Uh, also said we wanted to see him throw a wider variety of routes. You know, he was definitely used more as a runner than a passer, uh, or at least it felt that way. Cody, you said his throwing motion needs a lot of work, and you said his footwork and his base just needs to be more consistent when throwing the ball. Uh, said he looks like a running back throwing the ball, and then you also said he looks a little lazy when throwing the ball. It's so, <laughs> you were kind of going in, which is a lot. Um... I didn't say or agree with any of those things, but I acknowledge I could see it at you, times. You gotta call
1: these. You gotta call these players up because Blake That's Barnett fair. could be. You know he could be that guy. I mean, look, this upcoming class has that guy in Brandon Dorman. Blake Barnett should be that guy of the class of twenty-four.
0: Yes, you um, should be. You should be. Yeah, because I mean, arguably he's the best athlete. Um, maybe not even arguably to be honest with you, so so there you go, but that's what was said, Uh, then you know we both agreed on these next two things, that he needs to work on ball placement, a lot of throws are behind his receivers, those will be picks, so there you go, and then we said he just needs to be a better pocket passer, ultimately we said uh, he needs to solidify himself as a passer, or Erie might move him to another position down the road if they have a more pocket passer type of quarterback, to replace him because maybe they feel like, okay, maybe we could win more games with more of a pocket passer. Blake, he's a great athlete. We could put him somewhere else, you know. And so we said, um, well, yeah, we just said he just needs to develop as a passer and not let his job get taken away and be proactive with all that. Continue to work, even though he had a very good freshman year. And then, Cody, you put this out there. You said for his job, wait, okay, I either I mistyped it or you mis-said it, so it's probably me misstopping it. But basically, you said for his job to be safe, he needs to win a conference-slash-division title next year uh, as a sophomore. And so, there you go wow. there. I, I, didn't, I didn't quite agree with that because I'm like, well, if he's a better passer, like, you know, there's a lot of things that could happen. It's not all on him. And so, obviously, he did that and more. You know, and so, Cody, I'll, I'll tell it to you, you know, talk about how this last season went, in case, you know, the viewers don't know.
1: All right, so, in case you were under a rock for all of the uh, Colorado high school football season, Erie, uh, yeah, he could say they won a conference title, and a couple of playoff games, and a semifinal playoff game, quarterfinal, all the way to Mile High Stadium, to face off against Chatfield in the state championship. This Erie football team was incredible this year. Had a chance to talk to some of the seniors on this squad when Coach V and I went to media day. Absolute pleasure to meet these guys. And, you know, Blake Barnett helped lead this team to an undefeated run all the way up until the state championship. And on the way, you know, earned high praise, lots of looks, led the state in touchdowns. He was one of the top-ranked players nationally for total touchdowns, scored by a sophomore. And just to kind of run through it, he threw 27 touchdowns to seven picks, which is great, honestly. Huge strides as a passer. Lots of good completion percentages for like a 65% total completion percentage. Then he added no, He added on another 24 scores on the ground, totaling for 51 touchdowns, which not only, like I said, was good enough for this incredible run to Mile High, but it was also enough to win our 4A MVP, Most Valuable Playmaker Award for our end-of-the-year awards here at Playmakers Corner. Big time, big time player this year. And, uh, you know, in basically any given game, he was probably the best player on the field. Um, that's I can say that pretty confidently. So... Last year, just to kind of give that that backdrop a little bit, it was, or his freshman year, I should say, it was that shortened year where they only played six games. They went four and two, uh, had to face off against him as a true freshman. He ran all over us and he threw all over us, so that was a little bit of a nightmare. Uh, Lost a couple of games here to Windsor and Brighton, but this was a team that was built around uh, Mason Vive, I would say, more so. Than maybe this team from this last year. So that is something to kind of keep in mind when talking about that, uh, the 2020 year to the 2021 slash 2022 year. But, you know, Erie was a team that just narrowly missed out on the playoffs on what was a smaller playoff bracket, anyways. Transitioning to this year, like I said, 13 1 and beating some good teams along the way pretty hard. Uh, unfortunately, didn't get to see him and uh, Keegan it out in this Longmont long game, but against this Skyline team, you know, 49-0, this Silver Creek team, 51-21, Brighton, 47-27. Um, Broomfield, who is somebody that in the preseason we had rated very high, 49-21, beating a Windsor team that made the playoffs, 41-0. Then in the playoffs, 50-26 against Fruit of Monument, 28-18 against Palmer Ridge, 29-28 in a crazy game against Montrose before making it to the state championship. Just talking about a game before that. You know, I have some notes from my Palmer Ridge game here. And, you know, Barnett, he, he played very well in this game. And he kept a lot of plays alive. The biggest takeaways that I had from this game is that he got first downs when they mattered, whether he had to run or whether he had to pass it. Now, this was a great team effort. Uh, Caleb also had an incredible game. Shout out to our guy Caleb here, big-time PC uh, PMC fam. Over there at Erie, but you know, lots of chain moving throws, lots of chain moving runs, keeping it himself to run into the end zone, and just performing very well against this Palmer Ridge team that you know all around was very built, you know, in in basically every position except for the one Blake plays to have have a pretty fair path towards the towards the championship. But you know, in that Palmer Ridge game, like I said. Big time rusher, ran for three touchdowns in that game, and you know, didn't have any turnovers through the air, completed 70% of his passes. Just a very clean game against an opponent that will kill you if you make mistakes. So that's what you wanna see, especially against a seasoned team such as Palmer Ridge, who have been around the block. They've been in state championships. You know, they were in the 4A state championship last year and they'd won, you know, state championships on the 3A level. Lots of success, so to see him overcome this well-coached program was was big time, and to see him do it in the way that he did, this was a very close back-and-forth game, and uh, one that he helped, you know, kind of grind out that clock, and you know, found the end zone with a little over three minutes left to go to make it basically impossible for Palmer Ridge to catch up from down ten. Uh, moving on a little bit here, uh, this Erie first Montrose game. You know, he started off the scoring with a passing touchdown and then he would catch them back up, um, dropping them down the field so that Caleb would get a rushing touchdown here. Uh, Blake Barnett did, with four minutes left, led a drive to score a one-yard rushing touchdown, making it 28-21 in the fourth quarter. Then they'd get the ball back here and Blake Barnett would run it in himself for the two-point conversion to to beat Montrose 29-28. Clutch, clutch, clutch performance through the 10-yard touchdown pass as well to even make it possible. And yeah, just just an overall great season leading up to this state championship game. He shattered my expectations, uh, even though I, I knew that he was a serious threat. Simon, listening to Erie's season, obviously it's a team sport, and there are a lot of phenomenal players that, you know, are unfortunately graduating, uh, some are returning, but hearing this season from Blake Barnett, what kind of impression does this make on you, and how does that compare to the expectations that we set for him?
0: Yeah, I mean, look, you got better. Uh, significantly, at bet it wasn't like he was like, ah, you know, he made some minimal progress. Like, No, he, he made some pretty good progress uh, in his uh, mechanics, for sure, in his passing. He got noticeably better. Let's keep it 100 there. You know, he got noticeably better, and that's honestly really good to see. You know, that's always a good thing to see, uh, you know, players get better as a passer and whatnot. I think he could still continue to get better here, uh, just being honest. But just had a very good season, a breakout season. I don't know if Erie would have made – look, I I don't know if they would have made the state championship game without him. Is that fair to say, Cody?
1: Absolutely. You know, they had lots of studs around him, but this was no longer an offense built for Mason Bede. This was an offense built and led by Blake Barnett. And, you know, obviously some huge benefactors there and still some great players. You know, Aiden Oxiger, a top five senior tight end for us. Uh, Caleb Tyson, whose film I still need to break down, but just a phenomenal running back himself. Very polite guy and just receivers all over the place. But you have to have someone who can throw it to them. And when you have a running quarterback like Blake Barnett, you know, uh, it kind of has that RG3 impact of for, for running backs where, well, I don't want to get burnt by Blake Barnett, but then you have to choose to get burnt by Caleb? Well, crud. And this team, while while Blake Barnett had an incredible season passing the ball, you know, 27 touchdowns, 2,500 yards, this team ran for like 3,000
0: yards. Yeah. I mean, they have talent. Obviously, Everywhere. outside Everywhere. of him, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. So, I mean, look, he's he's extremely talented, and I decided to look this up because you did say he was second in the country in um in, in touchdowns scored. Right? He had twenty four like
1: sophomore class. Is that correct? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah in this twenty twenty four class, so twenty four rushing touchdowns, twenty seven passing ones. Right? Yeah, fifty one
1: total
0: touchdowns. Okay, so here is what I am going to do going to take off this cover and we're going to look at the top 24 quarterbacks or the top of 2024 quarterbacks here um that are already okay, rated I'm according to 24 7 sports okay leaning in here okay so here's what we got um blake barnett is not on this list period let me tell you who is on this list and then we'll compare some statues real quick before we talk about his stuff, though. I like you know? this.
1: I like this uh, twist that you're pulling on me here. Whoa,
0: well, there's gonna be some exposing to do here. So at number one, Jada Davis from Charlotte, North Carolina. What? Okay, so there you go. Uh, you have Julian Sain from uh, Carlsbad, uh, California. Dylan Rayaola from Chandler High School. Remember, you know Cherry Creek went down there and they limited him to like less than 20 points. So you know, there you go. Just keep that in mind. Uh, but he's a four-star guy, apparently. Then you have Elijah Brown from Modern Day. I'm just going to be honest with you. Whether they're good or not, Modern Day quarterbacks are going to be at least four stars and up. That's just how it is. Um, that's just how it is. You know, it's not fair, but it's Modern Day. You know, and so people are going to overvalue that. That's why you have guys that are arguably bust, like JT Daniels and, and some Mark Sanchez, or was Sanchez one? And just so forth and so forth. That's just kind of a California thing. Um, Isaac Wilson, he's only up here because his brother, Zach Wilson, is in the NFL, but apparently he's a four-star guy, so whatever. 66 pounds. Yeah. Adrian Posse, or Posey, from Columbus, uh, down in Miami. Cole Welliver from Flower Mound. Jaden Bradford, an IMG guy. IMG. If he goes to IMG, he's gonna be a four-star and up. That's who IMG is, you know, whether they're good or not, you know? So there you go. I'm just gonna be honest with you. You have, uh, a. I don't know if it's Desmond or Demon Williams, but regardless, from Basha, you know, that's another, another one of those AZQBs. And so they're going to get arguably, you know, maybe rated a little bit higher More than they deserve. At
1: the bare minimum.
0: Sure. And then you have CJ Carr from Salina, Missouri here. And so all these guys are four-star guys. Now, Elijah Brown from Modern Day. Just uh, here, let me move this over just a little bit so you can actually see it here. Because you can see a lot of these top quarterbacks right here. And so I, this is organized by passing, by the way. But right at, you know, around this 30, 20-ish spot here. Yeah, Blake Barnett from Erie, Colorado. Peeler moved down here. 2,550, or wait, sorry. Yeah, 2,560 passing yards, 27 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Pretty solid. Elijah Brown, um, two last games, notably. But still 2,581 passing yards. 30 touchdowns to six picks, that's not the biggest difference. Barnett had way more rushing yards than him, uh, so there you go. So, you know, he's he's one rank above him as far as passing goes here. Uh, right here, you have Demon Williams at 29th, threw for maybe 100 more yards, only threw 20 touchdowns to four picks. Uh, Blake Barnett, 27 touchdowns to seven picks. You you know what I'm saying here. So it it goes on and on. Uh, Isaac Rosen is not even in the top 50 here as far as passing goes. So he shouldn't be rated higher than Blake Barnett, but because it's Colorado, that's where he's at. Now to
1: mention the rushing impact.
0: Yes. Well, he's not the runner or athlete that Blake Barnett is. That's just facts. Um, Now the highest rated quarterback that was on this list here is Dylan Raiola. Um, or not highest-rated, but, you know, passing-wise as a leader, is Din- R- Dylan Raiola out of uh, Burleson. On here, he was the – or, shoot, hold up. If I go to 24-7 composite, yep, he's the third guy here. So, you know, another guy to add onto this list. Um, so third guy here, you know, fourth in his class, 3,341 passing yards. That's like 800 more than blank. 32 touchdowns to five picks. You know, and so he is on the level of most of these four-star guys, if not better than a lot of these four-star guys here, if I'm being completely honest. Um also I had to scroll back because Derekester is right here at 52 with 25 touchdowns to eleven interceptions. So stats aren't everything, but stat-wise. He is in that vein easily. And if you I mean if you're just keeping in mind as well, like, okay, didn't play full quarters in a lot of these games, was taken out, you know, he had a good team around him, you know, and all that stuff, so he wasn't really let loose. It's like, okay, okay, you know, dude can play, right? You know, he's on the level of a lot of these guys, you know. I'm sure it does say he played more games, but you gotta keep in mind, like, okay, like how many full games did he actually play?
1: Well and more games as in leading his team to state.
0: That too. So like I don't so like <laughs> No, but I don't know if any of these guys let their team to state. I well I am not gonna make that a definitive thing. I'd have to double check though to be honest with you. Um Yeah. But Cody, what do you think about that before we hop into his film here?
1: Um, I would like to clarify before we hop into his film, just because he's on the same level as these four star guys doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to give them a four-star rating. We're just saying that maybe they're not as properly rated as well. Um, And that Colorado continues to be disrespected.
0: I love it. Yeah, I I showed this because I just wanted to make sure and show that Colorado is disrespected. You can be as close as you want to some of these guys who don't deserve to be here. Some of these guys didn't even, like they're not even in the top 50 for passing. Isaac Wilson, he's only on here because of his brother. You know? So, that just shows how accurate rankings are and whatnot. Obviously, when we do film breakdowns, we're looking at your film, and we've seen you play before, and so we're breaking down your game. And so, like, if you want to talk about, you know, accuracy of rankings there, well, you literally see the rubric we're working with. I know there are a couple of tweets out there about that. But, you know, so stick to your guns there, and we'll stick to ours. So, anyways, here we go. 2024 quarterback, 6'2", out of Erie High School, the state runner-up here. I think, I
1: think he's 210 now.
0: He is definitely not 205. He's probably heavier.
1: Well, we'll, we'll talk about that a
0: little bit. Well, I just meant in general. I mean, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: All right, okay. Three, two, one, go.
1: so excited. All right. State. Uh, this is not a – I mean, it's a good 50-50 ball. Great catch by Aiden Oxiger more so there.
0: It's good recognition that it was one-on-one.
1: Hey, way to look right and then come back over the middle. Look at that velocity on that throw. Good
0: throw there. Oh, easy. Look how
1: effortless easy is. It's still, oh my.
0: It's easy, man.
1: All right. Kind of a weird shuffle there, but dot.
0: Yeah, good timing though on the throw. Yeah. Oh my God, he's wide open. The receiver, I felt like, was maybe not running the right route, because he started, like, doing that weird backpedal thing.
1: Yeah. Oh, Oh, my
0: God. (laughs) He's just (laughs) letting it go. (coughs) Good job sensing the pressure. Ooh, throw on the run. Oh,
1: my gosh. Oh, (laughs) throw, bro. I like
0: it. I like it. I like it, Picasso. (laughs) Good timing there on the curl.
1: Yep, yep. Kind of scoots to the left a little bit. Nice Dude, way throw. A weight on that. the wide receiver.
0: Oh yeah, that was accurate too. I like
1: the way that he's using his eyes here.
0: There's a little jump when he's throwing on the run. It's
1: yeah. not.
0: I mean, there's no real like right way to throw on the run, but it's just interesting. It's
1: it's something.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. Okay. Throws
1: his shoulders on the screen and gets the defense to bite on it. Under the throw. throws that just a little yeah. bit, yeah. That's okay. Back to state oh, here. Oh, you missed the block there.
0: I could throw him that round. Yeah, but Lyman definitely missed the block. Comes oh. Through.
1: Oh. Let's hit in a place where only his receiver can make a playoff.
0: Yeah. Maybe not the best decision, though. Maybe not the though. right read, yeah, but. So that receiver went the wrong way. Even though I don't know if you saw that, but on that play, Blake was trying to throw him to the outside and he went back inside instead. Which I don't know why that he hurt. did
1: that. This Brighton Pro is nice. Yep. Yeah. They 30, did have some really points. long third downs in this game. This was oh,
0: clutch. Arm accuracy and power. That's just arm tap yep. Nice job. Easy.
1: He was almost too wide open for Blake.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you see
1: that double clutch there? Ooh. Yep. Something to know. Low snap. Uh, do we finally get to see him run? Thank you.
0: Oh my god. He's out of there. Later. And he slows up at the end too. Fourth and four in the fourth. He Triple should.
1: fours. So many sacks. Oh, Jesus.
0: Okay, he okay.
1: This game.
0: Hey, tuck that ball though. <laughs> that's that's all I gotta say. Great I mean he's just a Lead athlete, but you know,
1: oh, okay. this was the two-point conversion. Nice for a freaking win. That's high. Oh, hype. my lord. Oh, hey, are you ready for three touchdowns against uh, this vaunted Palmer Ridge defense as he Jeez. just weaves in and out of there? Oh, my lord. Ah, they're... Blake, I they're like you're cheating f- us.
0: I feel like there's more. Hold on, hold on, okay. I feel like there's here. Let's let's uh, you know, look at his uh, profile here, you know. Um. Hey. Well, what, what game do we want to watch here? We, you want to look at State first, and then we could go yeah. to that Montrose game. State game's about two minutes or so. <coughs> and
1: I, I have some insight from this game as well. Uh, I was there. I'll go ahead and talk about it while my ad is playing here. and you know, Mine is Maybe two. if Simon also has an ad. But in this game, you could see his his age and youth kind of on display here. He was trying to do a little too much, Um in this game, he did have two interceptions, and he also had, I want to say, one fumble here. Um, so, you know, watch these highlights, enjoy these highlights. The the thing that I said in the episode recapping the 4A State Championship was, Erie was in this game because of Blake Barnett, but they also maybe don't win this game because of Blake Barnett. This happens with some of the best quarterbacks of all time uh, in any conversation, you know, when when they're so talented in so many ways. But, you know, maybe they get a little carried away with some beliefs in their throws. Maybe they don't make the right read, uh, trying to force something. Um, and, you know, kudos to this Chatfield team. This Chatfield team was stacked, like, literally everywhere. And the fact that they ran a hook and ladder on the final drive and then hit, you know, like a 36-yard game-winning touchdown, pass from a quarterback who had you know maybe a hundred attempts on the year maybe kudos to that Chatfield team Uh, but I did just want to kind of touch on that from the state game from somebody who was there that you know these amazing plays that Blake Barnett was able to make his ability to run his ability to move the chains all all of his greats were there but you know some of his areas of improvement were also on display in this game and you know I think that it shows that there's a lot of range for Blake Barnett as a football player based off of what I saw at the day championship game. That being said, let's go ahead and enjoy some highlights.
0: All right, ready? Three, yep. two, one, go. Go. All right, so it's Chatfield here, 400 yards of offense. Jeez. Yeah. We'll roll out. If he put that a little bit more in front of his receiver, that would have been good. Yeah. Like, look
1: at that! And these are these Chatfield defenders. They had a lot of All State guys in this front seven.
0: Oh, that looked like it was an interception, and then
1: yeah, it was a touchdown. Put more air on that. Mm-hmm. That's a nice throw. Oh, this
0: Doesn't office. get phased
1: by the pressure.
0: Yep good out route.
1: We saw this once, but oh, I, I don't mind up. seeing it in again.
0: Yep Way to make a play!
1: Great awareness. Yeah. He's just, he is a playmaker through and through. Oh yeah, He's yeah. Most valuable playmaker. This that's a tough throw to make.
0: It is. It's, it's good recognition. Maybe, Go ahead.
1: Well, it's knowing that Aiden Oxiger is that guy too. Yeah. My gosh, they really were in a lot of third and long situations. Oh. oh that was Love massive. Yeah. They needed that so bad. Just take your little dump off here. That's what I was saying. Just take your little dump off here. Just take your little dump off here. Ends Wait, is this not third pipe. down? Um, I think it was, but there is plenty of green around him. Okay. This is great. Way to just make these guys miss. Jeez, what a half Yeah, he's insane. Pump fake. We've seen this play There's before. It's not there. Right.
0: Good job. He waits
1: it out and delivers a dot here. See, it's just – there's so much range oh, wow. for his highs. And, oh, my
0: gosh. Way to protect the ball all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good job. <laughs> he's just – I think something that's underrated is that he's a powerful runner, too. Like, like he has moves and all that. Like, is he, like, a more elusive Kyler Lamar type? No. You know? But I think if – because I wouldn't we,
1: get in his way. Well,
0: yeah, obviously – um, is he Cam Newton either? No, definitely not. I think uh, arguably the best comparison I can make for Blake Barnett in this game is very Jalen Hurts-like, honestly. Yeah,
1: I, I like
0: see that. their boot is basically identical first off, so there you go. And then second, the way they run. I mean, Jalen Hurts, he could be elusive and all that too, but he's definitely more of a powerful runner and all that, you know. Um, and so body types are very similar you know some of the things going on with the passing cane is very similar as well you know and so uh, there's there's a lot of similarities there I, I thought it over a couple of times and I think Jalen hurts is as close as a comparison as could get as I could get for now so yeah
1: are you pulling up intros? Uh, <coughs> I'm assuming
0: yeah it's ready whenever you are
1: okay I'll count it down three two one. I could watch this guy's film all day. Yeah. Nice throw. Mm -hmm. Just over the linebackers.
0: Oh.
1: A little bit behind that receiver. Gotta put it out in front of him.
0: Uh, Not the greatest decision, but... There are a couple other guys he could have went. I'd... I don't know what keep going running. on there. Just keep running. Yeah. You see his
1: receivers having to make some athletic. Uh, I think that's the one yard to mm-hmm. um, get it to 21, 28.
0: A couple of timing issues here for sure. This was yeah. on time though.
1: That was sweet. When he's on, he's so on.
0: Nice. Oh,
1: my Lord, what a throw. It's little things like that. I think this is the ten yard to oh, position. Come on, reposition. man! What's the camera doing?
0: God, this guy was like, "Oh, I don't know football, so I'm gonna just keep it in the middle of the field." Clutch. That's probably what happened, to be honest with you. When you have somebody that doesn't know football, they'll be like, "Oh, I'm gonna just go thirds," and that's that's what I'm gonna do because you know. Um,
1: Great film. Thirty. It's only thirty seconds, but I think there's some place on this Palmer Ridge film that we haven't seen before.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Um,
1: nope, these are <coughs> these are all plays that we that we've seen. Oh wait, nope, there's there's one play that we didn't see. If you want to pull I'm inside. playing it right
0: now. Just low keys. I Okay. Oh, are you just going to... for it? Yeah. It is eight are you o'clock. At? I'm at uh, fifteen seconds.
1: 16, 17, or uh huh in-, in counting. So you saw this throw, this curl route. Mm-hmm. This is the one that we didn't see—the touchdown to win. Then, well, this is the one that I got to see.
0: Yeah, tough Over way the top. to lose, honestly. But when you just have an athlete, I mean, there's nothing you could do there. Okay, I've seen enough. Let's go ahead and uh, break down his yeah. film. Let they, me they uh, put this on loop this. here. Um, so a lot of things stayed the same. You know, and then a lot of things change. I think definitely as a passer, he has improved, no doubt. You know, as an athlete, he's still that dude. You can tell he's gone faster. Um, he's, he's definitely gotten stronger as well. You know, I think maybe as a freshman, he was a little bit more smoother and whatnot. Um, I mean, he's still smooth as well as a sophomore, but I think there's definitely some brute force there as well. Like, if he needs to run a full over, he will. And he might win that battle a good amount of the times, to be honest with you. Uh, Ooh, I'm... Okay. I think... Are there, Simon? Yeah, I'm, I'm just struggling with some of these grades here. And so this will be uh, this will be interesting for sure. You know, there's definitely some things that you can work on. But also, I mean, if there's one thing that stays the same, he is arguably the best af- athletic quarterback or, okay, arguably he's the most athletic quarterback in the state of Colorado right now. Is that fair to say, Cody? Oh,
1: more than, more than.
0: What? Wait. What do you What do you mean? More, more than, than fair to say. Oh. Okay. Oh. Okay. I got you. <laughs> what? I, d- I didn't know what you were saying. I I didn't know if you were saying uh, you know he's uh, at least top tier or whatever. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty. Let me do one more look through here, but I think I'm pretty good on where I'm at with a lot of this stuff. Uh,
1: oh, I like that where that was at.
0: I might I even... Some. I'll give him the better, Easy. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Seeing some of the other guys, we, we do need to do some out-of-state film here so that we can make sure, you know, we continue to keep our perspective here. But, um... That is true. I would like to okay. see some other guys.
1: Wait, wait. What's your final grade? <clears throat>
0: Oh my god! Oh! Our final grade is exactly the same, so let's go ahead and hop that, into this.
1: That never happens.
0: It is. Oh, yeah, to, to you're the, right. Down
1: to the decimal? Oh my lord. I'm losing my mind just a little bit. But anyways, yeah. Simon, so, mean, you want to go ahead and kick us off with the, uh, the three big arm categories here for throwing?
0: Yeah, here, let me restart this reel. Okay, uh, arm power. 9.2, you and me get both capable of 9.2. That's plenty fair. Uh, obviously has a great arm, four-star type of arm, flick of the wrist. He can even get stronger here. This could go past 9.5 potentially by the end of his senior year if he continues to, de- to develop. If he doesn't, it's fine, whatever. you know, He still has a four-star arm, probably an NFL type of arm power here, to be honest with you. So I'm pretty confident with this 9.2. Uh, yeah, there you go. Arm accuracy, I think we're kinda on the same vibe here. I gave him an eight, you gave him a seven point three. Uh, here then, then let me talk about timing real quick as well. I might as well say that I gave him a six point five, you gave him a six point seven. Look. I think I think there are times when he flashes that he could be extremely ac- like extremely pinpoint accurate with some of these throws. Especially on these short routes here. Like he could done it in two Tough spots. Uh, That's where a lot of that arm accuracy rating is coming from. Personally, for me, you know, I see a lot of that. I like even some of these medium throws as well. You know, so so there you go. Uh, Timing though, (sighs) I would say it's about average or maybe a little above average. At a six point five, Cody, you gave him a six point seven. Typing mean, just needs to get better. I mean, when you see it on the film here, it's like there are times he's on time. There are times he's not on time. Uh, he possesses the ability to throw on time. There are some guys who don't throw on time at all. So just keep that in mind. Uh, but So he, he can do it, you know, but he's just so inconsistent here. I feel like I am giving him a little bit of the benefit, benefit of the doubt, giving him a 6.5. This could definitely be lower here, but it needs to be be improved and even watching him in sevens i know it's against the ducks and usually they play good defense you know they gave tfg some trouble here and there as well so it's not like the ducks are a bad defensive squad but my god like there are definitely times where his timing was just not there like he's throwing behind a lot you know um and i'm not trying to lean too much on the seven on seven because anybody could have a bad day You know, and so I'm just going to keep that in mind as well as anybody can have a good day. But there are definitely times where I was just like, nope, this timing is not it. Uh, And it needs to get better. You know, I don't know if it's chemistry or maybe he just has a weird internal clock going on there and all that. But, like, this timing just needs to be more consistent. And that affects his accuracy as well. Um, Cody, what do you think about all of what I just said there?
1: Yes, um, that arm power, it's its easily his best trait as a passer. He can make any throw on the field. He really can, um, as far as placement and where it needs to go. However, timing is where he struggles. Look, I give him a 6.7 because there are just some throws where they're jaw dropping. He has some you know, throws that are throw of the year candidates, but he also has some throws, you know, a pretty decent handful that end up behind. And I think that part of that may just be that he was a little too comfortable with with that receiving crew. I mean, look, he was surrounded by a lot of great receivers. They're, I mean, see, I think that like six of his top seven receivers were seniors. So guys who'd been around, you have uh, Nicholas here who got eight touchdowns on the season. So when you have receivers who can catch behind you, which, oh my goodness, eerie freaking receiver you over here. I love to see all this, but You know a lot of quarterbacks we talk about leave the film in of your receivers you know dropping the pass because that helps you blake barnett here the fact that your receivers are really good are helping out your score a little bit uh not even gonna lie there are times where he is super on the money super on the money you know four star level on the money but the inconsistency is what's holding him back here um there's really no reason that he shouldn't be able to have all his throws be on time Especially over the course of an entire season, um, yes. he has a pretty solid pocket. A lot of the time, he had John Pastor blocking that blind side for him, uh, who is a Kansas State commit, I want to say, yep. and somebody who Mason broke down. Uh, so you know this line is good. They they produced over three thousand rushing yards as well. They open up lanes for him and they give him time to make plays. It's not like he's you know fighting for his life on every play. So there's not. It, it's really just getting better. It's just getting better and uh, throwing with these guys more and understanding maybe what the defense is doing a little bit better might help with timing or something like that. I'm not exactly sure wherein lies the problem, but there's a lot of plays that I think are kind of left on the field or are stopped short of where they could end.
0: Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Do you want to talk about the next couple categories here?
1: Yeah, I think that uh, mechanics slash fluidity and decision making skills kind of go hand in hand. Um, Look, I don't really have a problem with his mechanics. He does a great job of, you know, setting his feet when he does throw. Uh, I think that he's pretty good at it. Um, Once again, I think it's just a consistency thing. You know, sometimes he sets his feet, sometimes he he throw jumps and maybe he doesn't need to. I feel like his feet can get kind of flat, too. And, you know, maybe his base being a little inconsistent can lead to some of these accuracy or timing inconsistencies. Uh, I know that you and I had a different grade on this, as well as uh, decision-making, but we'll kind of flip-flop later on here, and uh, you know, I I feel like it's for the same kind of reasons you think. But uh, decision-making skills, I give him a 6.7. He has the ability to go through reads, which is awesome. He has the ability to look off safeties, to have a good pump fake, which is all great. But after watching the state game live, there are some throws where I was like, why are you doing this? Or maybe a running decision where I was like, why would you go there? Uh, So I definitely think that watching the state game impacted these scores a lot for me uh, compared to Coach V here. But Coach, you watched the film, obviously, which which is very indicative of his season as well. What were your takeaways from the film to give him your ratings for mechanics and decision-making skills?
0: Yeah, so mechanics, I gave him an 8.6. Uh, honestly, for the most part, upper body-wise, like wise, it's really smooth. Like, I don't have a problem with his release. I don't have a problem with any of that at all. Um, and, like, his lower body as well, most of, I, I don't want to say maybe most of the time, but a good amount of the time, like, I don't have an issue with it either. Like, I'm watching it, and I'm like, ah, he definitely has some happy feet, you know. <laughs> and that affects his base from time to time. But also he gets his feet like he still plants his base and whatnot and then releases and throws, you know, or rips it and whatnot. So it's not like his base is so bad that like he can't like he can't throw and it's affecting his accuracy and all that. Like I think his base could maybe be a little bit more consistent, like his footwork could be a little bit better. Maybe look at some A.J. Jackson film to continue to work on that. You know, because his base is almost al- always good. But also, I'm not... That's not, like, a big deal. Like, it's not affecting any of his throws, really. I think half the time... Most of the time, it's just timing. Like, it's like, you yeah, you're throwing this late, You're throwing this early. And that affects accuracy. And so, I recognize that. That's why I give, I'm giving him an 8.6 in mechanics and fluidity. I think for the most part, it's pretty smooth. I wouldn't change a lot of this. I wouldn't change his throwing motion or mess around too much with his base even as well. Because even from what I saw on sevens, it looks good. Like, I don't have a problem with it. <coughs> you know, so um, so there you go. Uh, decision-making, I, I'm definitely a little bit more generous. Giving him a 7.5, I feel like, look, there are tough decisions that you need to make in the playoffs. You know, and it's not like he got lucky one or two times. No, he won a tough game against Power Ridge. He won a tough game against Montrose. He kept Erie in that game against Chatfield, the defending champs. So I'm looking at all this, and I'm like, I mean, if you had bad decision-making or, you know, below average decision-making, then you wouldn't have been this far in place, you know, because eventually it comes back and gets you. Either that or the defense doesn't know what they're doing. And so I'm not going to disrespect the defense like that necessarily because I feel like there are just times where – In clutch and high-pressure situations, he makes the right play. And he makes it happen because of his decision-making. Now, it's not higher because he's extremely... Like, there's a lot of uh, lows just as much as highs. Like you said, Kelly. There are the turnovers all that stuff, and that matters, you know, and that's why, like, he doesn't have a three-star rating when it comes to decision-making, that's why it's closer to a two-star or maybe even one-star at this point, and that's consistency, I mean, we talked about wanting him to get better as a passer and whatnot last year, and so it's not like he's been a naturally good passer just in general, he's working on this stuff, and I acknowledge it, he's putting in the work to get better, and so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. This definitely has a lot of, you know, opportunities to, you know, go up as he is losing quite a bit of talent this year, and so he's going to have to make better decisions. Like, you know, you can't afford turnovers in any playoff game. To be honest with you, turnovers that are your fault that you're forcing at least. You know, you can't. You just can't do that. You know, that is not. Um, um, how should I say? A clear path to success, consistent success. So so there you go. Uh, should, what was the other one here? Oh, we haven't talked about it yet. I might. I mean, do you have anything else okay. to add before we hop into it?
1: Well, you brought up a good point about the playoff multiplier. Also, if you play the Brighton game, it's nine minutes of highlights. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's like six touchdown passes. So I will do that uh, right if now. If you want to cue that, um, that will probably carry us through. And uh, fans will be able to see something a little different. But Simon, are you trying to make our grades different? You just made a good case.
0: You can change it if you want. I'm not. Uh,
1: (laughs) uh, Simon, how dare you. How dare you do this to our score? This is all your fault. That's a great point.
0: Well, let's keep it going. (laughs) Um, Because we are uh, light here.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and... Uh, honestly, you could talk about scramble ability all the way through the pocket stuff.
0: Okay. Want to. All right. Uh, scramble ability, both gave him, uh, uh, over a nine. I mean, I gave him 9.1. Cody gave it's him elite. 9.3. It's yeah. He's a four star. He's a dual threat, you know? So that's for sure there. I think, I mean, look, he's, he's just an athletic freak. You know, he could get out there, he could run, and he's dangerous, you know. And, honestly, the more I watch him, like, run, the more it reminds me of Jalen Hurts and his style. You know, just a little bit more, like, you know, ground and pound, powerful, but he's a bit shifty and whatnot. Good job there, Caleb. I'm going to that. Sorry. Let me get it together. His running back just bumped he, into him. hit him in the back. Yeah, yeah on uh, <laughs> Oh, well. Yeah, I, don't, I know
1: exactly which
0: player. But anyways, <laughs> uh, the, the more I watch him, the more it's like, yeah, that's Jalen Hurts, basically. That's white Jalen Hurts. Uh, so there you go. Uh yeah, I gave him an 8.5. I thought about maybe increasing this one here, but I think the reason why it's uh, more so here than above an 8.5, which I think you can be above an 8.5, is because there are definitely issues accuracy-wise and just consistency-wise as well. Like, there are times he's on the money. There are times where it's like, good job. You know, you got the ball there. He's able to play. But I, I think this is more of a consistency thing more than anything. That's why I'm giving him an 8.4. So, so there you go. Um... Here, uh, we working knock this one out. Frame size, I gave him 8.8. Cody gave him 8.7. It's basically the same. You want to talk pocket awareness movement?
1: Yeah. So all real quick, Just to touch on the uh, scramble ability, he can he can make all the runs. Throw um, yes. on the run ability. Uh, I I see the validity in the you know inconsistency. I the only reason I gave a throw on the run ability this high of a score this nine is because I mean look he's not being I mean, sometimes he's being schemed to make these throws on the run, but a lot of the time it's improv and it's throws that honestly no other quarterback in the state can make on the run. Uh, Very Keegan Patterson-esque, but I think even a little bit more potential and ability to make some, some tougher throws. And I think that, you know, his decision-making a little bit uh, and timing kind of messes with the, throw on the run a little bit more um but i seeing as how it's like that's for if he's standing still or throwing on the run i counted that a little bit more in just the overall timing rather than on the throw on the run ability he just has the ability to make throws that no one else can so that's why i gave him this this flat nine um it can go down but also i really think it could go up if he can get some other things figured out here uh frame size 6'2 210 he's he's a dog um 8.7 there no no concerns Pocket awareness, pocket movement. I feel like we have the same kind of uh, kind of idea here. I, I think that he senses pressure very well. I think that you can see that in his scrambling and on his throw on the run ability. I think that he can step up in the pocket. You see him step up on the pocket to run. You see him step up on the pocket to make it throw. And, you know, I also see him kind of move the pocket. He can move it left to right. Um, he can bring it back over the other way. He's a great athlete in that kind of regard. And, uh, you know, There were times, I mean, especially in this state championship game, this Chatfield front seven, I cannot say enough good things about it. They were stout, stacked and strong uh, in a lot of ways against a very good Erie offensive line as well. But, you know, he still found ways to move the pocket, avoid sacks, uh, whether it was by making throws or by tucking and running. And I think that those are things that I consider with the uh, pocket awareness and movement. Um, that that brought it up to this 8 kind of 3 star level Simon what has you at these uh, at these crazy 7s rather than the crazy 8s
0: look I think it's fine like he senses pressure well enough so there you go Um, it's not like he's getting a crazy amount of pressure I think I just need to see him play live more to be honest with you so this is definitely a bit more of a conservative grade here but You know, I'd like to see him uh, just be a little bit more aware. Uh, Next year, I think, is going to be the most telling for me when it comes to this great because he's not going to have a John out there. So we'll see how well he senses pressure and whatnot because it kind of feels like a bit of the time here. You know, he's real patient and all that because he knows his blind side. Most of the time, is pretty good. He'll get a good six seconds out of that block most of the time. And so that's kind of where I'm at there with awareness, you know. I mean, he senses it well enough, but could be better for sure. Uh, movement, I mean, he doesn't really climb the pocket a lot. You know, he'll keep his eyes downfield and scramble, but, you know, not not as much. I mean, also, he's, like, letting it go pretty quickly here. That's kind of more of a, <clears throat> uh, what, what, what should I say here? That's like a, you know, testament to the talent that's around him, you know. He has playmakers who uh, get open and make it easy for him like he doesn't have to hold on to the ball too much and all that and so uh, that means he doesn't have to move up in the pocket and buy more time all the time so so yeah so that's kind of why I'm here it could definitely be higher but I think I just I need to see a little bit more like I need to see how he does next year for this to go higher but I think this is pretty solid at a seven personally.
1: Yeah, no sevens are good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they're good. So, uh, ultimately, you you somewhat swayed my mind here with the decision making skills. So, unfortunately, my uh, excitement at the very beginning of our total grade isn't quite the same. But we both see him as a, uh, as just scratching the surface as a three star quarterback. Basically, you with an eighty point one and myself with an eighty point five. You know, making making our average. Uh,
0: our average score here like 80.3. So. Yeah, um, I mean, look, I think he's a four star guy right now because you could probably add on an extra star just with his athleticism, like his pure athleticism. I mean, he has a cannon, he could run. That should, that's enough for an extra star. So, more than enough of people would give him an extra star for that, to be honest with you. Because uh, in game situations, I mean, sevens and all that, that's great, but in game situations, you got to key in on him um, as a runner. Like, you don't want to give him a free 20, 30 yards because he could extend that to 40 to 50. You know what I'm saying? And even then, when you're in the red zone, uh, I mean, like, he could run it, he could pass it, he could do all that stuff. And so you have to be playing, like, just very good team defense. Like, you can't just have one, like, a spy quarter or a spy linebacker be like, hey, Make sure he stops the run because it's not just on him because if it's up to Blake, he's going to run out. He's going to move that linebacker out of his spot and then throw to where that linebacker used to be. That's something that could definitely happen a lot here and has happened a lot, you know. And, And then also he's not easy to bring down. He's not like a toothpick or anything like that. He breaks plenty of tackles. He breaks plenty of tackles. And so that gives him second chances, third chances, fourth chances, as a defense, you need to be playing the entire play, you know, to in the red zone to to feel comfortable. And so, for that, you know, I truly think he's a four star guy, most likely. Uh, Rating wise, he's at a three star. You know, raw, like I think he's a three star talent. And a lot of that is just passing. I mean, ugh, it's inconsistent. Like I said, reminds me of Jalen Hurts because I think Jalen Hurts was here. I should probably look this up. But I believe Jalen Hurts was also a three-star guy if I wasn't mistaken. Um, but while I looked that up, Cody, um, is there anything else you want to add on, comment on what I said, talk about where he's at right now and all that stuff?
1: Um, I mean, look, uh, Blake, if you're listening to this, I'll say this. I, I feel like this is something that I, that I mentioned last year, is that this may be harsh, but I really think that Blake Barnett could be a generational talent here at the quarterback position out of Colorado. I think that he can make a huge impact on the next level, especially if he can come out and refine a lot of these things. And then two years in a row, Colorado produces guys like Braden Dorman and then Blake Barnett who go make impacts and get lots of recruiting and lots of hype on the next level. That's the kind of stuff that we need for Colorado to be taken more seriously as a football state and as a state who can produce quarterbacks. And look, it, it may seem un, unfair that it's falling on you as well to follow it up and show that Braden Dorman isn't a one hit wonder. But that's how the game works. Uh, that's that's how it works. And, uh, you know, you're you're playing for a lot more than yourself. And I mean, you're, you're young, so we want to give you these critiques, give you these pointers so that you can be great. And I mean, look, making state as a sophomore is awesome winning state as a junior or a senior is even better. Um, Look, I talked, I I think next year, Simon, you talked about this, I've talked about this. We're kind of beating a dead horse here, but next year is going to be a big year for Blake Barnett. Caleb, who ran for 1,795 yards and 27 touchdowns, will be graduated. Leading receiver in yards in uh, Clickna, I want to say is is what that is, uh, with 597, graduated. Uh, he will have one junior returning who caught for over 500 yards. But then following that, Nichols graduated. Ty- Caleb, once again, graduated. Oxiger graduated. Francisco, graduated. Ouch. That's a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns that you are losing. So, you know, I mean, you're still going to have your one guy in lettuce here. But there's not a lot of guys in your grade who have yet made a massive impact. So... You're going to have to adapt with these guys and if you give them easier passes to catch and show that you can do it with not as senior heavy of a squad, then you know a, a lot of these things can improve really, really easily. Um, it, so far there's been two very, very good teams here. Uh, this offense obviously revolved around your capabilities as it will for the next few years, but um, it, it will be different next year. And your skill set will determine exactly how different that is. Especially now that Erie has a target on their back, and now that you have a target on your back, you're going to have to play smarter. They're going to watch a lot more film. People are going to be like, "Hey, we got Erie this week. This could be a statement win." So, just just know that uh, nobody looks at you as the 3A school anymore. Who moved up to 4A? You guys are 4A contenders, and that's going to make the game move a lot faster. It's going to be a lot different. People are going to attack some of these weaknesses that we talked about. So you have to strengthen these areas in order to be a dominant quarterback.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, And I think he will get better, and I'm going to stick with this Jalen Hurts comparison here. I think as a player, his stock is going to go up if he improves as a passer. You know, we know what he could do as a runner. Um, Now, don't stop working out and, you know, working on your explosiveness and your strength and all that. Push that, you know, because at the end of the day, if you need to play, you know, and maybe you're not as confident with your throwing, you know, go run, like run over somebody and go do your thing. Find a way to get it done, you know. That's a decision-making thing there, honestly. And so he's always going to have, he's usually going to have his athleticism, but to hit that next level, to potentially be, state championship winning quarterback passing you know you gotta be uh, good enough there so there you go um also I looked it up Jalen Hurts uh was actually a four-star guy 13th in the country obviously he committed to Bama but also
1: Burnett way slept on
0: yeah that's all I hear no for sure but I think I mean Jalen Hurts was probably closer to a three-star guy but they're like, ah, you know, he's a quarterback, so we'll give him a high rating. Because some of the other quarterbacks on this list are not good, uh, like Shea Patterson out of the league, uh, Jacob Eason backup, KJ Costello backup, Malik Henry, uh, <laughs> Malik Henry, we've, we've talked about this, yeah, Felipe Franks backup, Jared Guarantano. He is the worst decision maker I've ever seen in my life. Uh, that's saying something. And then Dwayne Haskins backup. And so to be honest, those are the guys that are in front of Jalen Hurts. Oh, Shane Buchell. He's not in the NFL. So you know, he is probably closer to a three star. So I'm sticking to the Jalen Hurts comparison. I think he is right there with Jalen Hurts as far as athleticism goes and all that. I mean obviously not right now because Jalen Hurts is in the NFL, but coming out of high school. A lot of similarities, honestly, a lot of similarities. So, you know, he's slept on for now, but look, he's talented. <laughs> Someone's going to notice. People have already noticed. It's only a matter of time. If he went state, I mean, that opens I mean, If he went state, he's going to get at least four or five D1 offers, power five offers like that. I think that would be the thing that causes a lot of teams to pull the trigger on Blake Barnett ultimately and look recruiting isn't everything in football but you know you do want to do a good job and play your game if the better you play the better you'll get recruited and so that's that's just kind of where I'm at right now if he wins state he's gonna get a couple offers just like that um and and yeah there you go so uh Honestly, I don't really have too much more to add on. I mean, these two are great quarterbacks. These two are guys that I think are legit D1 guys right now.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Hey, Simon. Yeah. Uh, because I, I like bringing up times that I'm right. Uh, exact quote, uh, preseason preview. Uh, if Blake Barnett can average 150 passing yards and 50-plus rushing yards and three to four touchdowns a game, then I'd be pretty high on them as a, as a contender. Yes. Averages of, averages of 182 and 74 in passing and rushing respectively, and he averaged 3.64 touchdowns per game this year. Uh, feels good. Feels good. Sometimes. No, that that
0: is pretty good. <laughs> I I know I piggybacked on that and I said if he has an elite like performance, he go. I don't know if it's 200 passing yards and 100 rushing yards at least. Or 300 and 100. 300 and 100 kind of sounds like a lot. But also, it I think two, it's it what he can one. do. Okay, okay. One. Yeah, so that's probably the next level. It's on everything. You know, but you can always be more efficient, too. You know?
1: Yeah. So. Okay. It feels good. Yeah. Anyways,
0: Here, go ahead and wrap uh, yeah. it up. You got it. <laughs> I don't <laughs> have anything I, else to say. I
1: do want to wanna, uh, do wanna just agree here that uh, both these quarterbacks, I think, could be next-level quarterbacks uh, fairly easily um between Genoa and and Blake um, and I'm very high on both these guys and uh, look forward to breaking down their junior year film after that season's over and then look forward to uh, pitting them against each other for uh top five QB spots um look, Blake honestly uh, that that number one spot it's it's yours to lose. is what I should say. So don't be complacent, don't get lazy, keep grinding. Get those offers. Go ball out on the next level. Uh, put the box state on the map for real, for real. But anyways, thank you for joining the stream. Uh, If you were listening on Twitch, if you weren't, then go ahead and find us on Twitch and follow us so you get notifications when we do go live and things like that. We usually go live on Tuesdays at 6 o'clock. This is kind of a longer one, but these are, I mean, we had a state contender quarterback here, so cut us some slack. And, you know, if this episode was running a little bit long on a podcast service, you were probably listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Anchor. This episode could also be found on YouTube if you're looking for our facial reactions to um, to some of these plays and looking for Coach V's Fresh Cut as well. Um, shout out to, to, the, to the guy, Denelson, up north. But anyways, if you want more content... Please make sure that you follow us on all, of the, all those podcast sites as we typically post episodes on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Fridays being our women's flag football, our premier primetime spot. Coach V has done a wonderful job doing the game recaps here, and him and I discuss power rankings every week for that. So, you know, stay tuned for more power rankings, and that's always really fun to talk about one week to the next. If you like all that content, go ahead and follow us on Twitter, facebook instagram all those social medias where we post when we have new episodes where to find them and just lots of content like this as well as tiktoks that we post to instagram but don't be afraid to just follow us on tiktok where you know we do little clips of players that we do film breakdowns of on our request episodes on our best of the rest episodes and everything like that um i went a little off script here from my normal routine so, I could be forgetting
0: something. Uh, do you think I'm forgetting anything, Simon? Nah, it no sounds good done. enough, to be honest with you. Uh, hey. Thank you for rocking with us. Hey, we are going to start rolling out some of these request episodes. We are mostly done with seniors. We have a couple here and there that we're going to get to uh, soon, both in state and out of state. And uh, yeah, and then we're going to start uh, dropping some of these uh, other request episodes soon here. We have a couple middle schoolers we want to do we we'll figure out something for that you know maybe make a standout uh watch list thing for this 2026 class uh, but we're also just trying to figure out where all these players are going to high school as well as some kids are still undecided so don't, don't that's probably not coming anytime soon <laughs> we're gonna focus on a lot of high schoolers uh here on out doesn't mean we won't you know do the occasional middle school breakdown though so um Yeah, uh... That that awkward
1: silence to end the episode. I've been one of your coals, Cody Stoffer.
0: I'm the other one, Coach V. Appreciate y'all. We'll catch you later, PMC fam.